BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Alrighty, what is up Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast and this one comes to you in a bit of a roundabout fashion, I guess you could say. Uh, me and Dan Kirby recorded a podcast together about a month ago, but we split a bottle of Jameson, probably got a little bit weird, some stories started coming out that uh, neither of us really wanted on the internet forever. So uh, Dan went back to Melbourne, had a good hard look at himself, uh, and then he flew back up to the Gold Coast for take two, where we only had a sip of Jameson each this time around. Uh, and we recorded a fantastic podcast together. Dan Kirby is, uh, he's a drummer for Bliss and Esso. He's a drummer for 28 Days, was in Behind Crimson Eyes. Uh, he's one of those guys that obviously like he's super great as a drummer, but he just seems like he is kind of behind everybody and like a, just a real big supporter and motivator to a lot of people in my crew, uh, particularly Sam Moore. Uh, so yeah, he's just kind of always been like that guy that's like always around. He's always down to take your phone calls. He's always there to encourage you. Uh, he has one of the best outlooks on life. He's got a crazy work ethic. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's a, just a really, really, really good dude. Uh, and I'm super excited to introduce him to the Gypsy Gang today with this podcast. And this definitely won't be his last appearance on the show. I uh, just need to give a shout out to our show sponsors. Uh, first cab off the ranks, the homies at Nobby Underwear. Um, I just got my Halloween undies in the mail. I will be rocking them. Is it tonight? Tomorrow night? I'll be rocking them on Halloween for show. Uh, basically, you can get on the Nobby Nation yourself by just going to nobby.com. You sign up. It's 20 bucks a month. And you get a fresh pair of undies in the mail every single month. It's that simple. Uh, hundreds of members of the Gypsy Gang have uh, joined up and all I get is positive feedback about it. And that's for very good reason. Like there's just literally no negatives to it. Uh, super flexible um, subscriptions. Just go on their website, have a look around uh, and you will not be disappointed. Uh, you also won't be disappointed if you take your current mobile phone number and you switch it to Boost Mobile. Uh, it's a pretty easy process. Basically, you just buy a $2 SIM, you call the guys up, they'll get your number changed over, and then you don't have to worry about any of the BS anymore. Uh, I've been through so much uh, dramas with phones, uh, partly because of my gypsy DNA um, and just not really dealing with that stuff very well, like when it comes to like international travel and all that. So for me, with my said DNA, it's just so much easier for me to be on a prepaid network. Uh, with Boost, I get as much data as I need. I only have to just pay that one fee every month uh, and it's just easy. It works and it's on the full Telstra 4G network. So you have the benefit of being on Australia's biggest network uh, with none of the contractual obligations. It's a really insane deal uh, and they are one of our best partners and uh, they just make my life a lot easier. Um, and again, a lot of the Gypsy Gang have already switched over to that as 
well. Um, we've got some really cool sponsor announcements coming soon, finalizing a couple of really great deals. Hopefully that's going to be beneficial to everybody, um, not just the show itself. Um, as always, I just try and partner with brands that I really trust, I really believe in, and I really, uh, I really do use. Um, that's it for the show. You can follow us on Instagram at Gypsy Tales Podcast. Please like and subscribe our uh, videos on YouTube. That is a massive help to us. Uh, and yeah, just like massive stuff coming over the next month. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, I'm getting in some sleep now because I'm just probably not going to be sleeping for the month of November. Uh, we've got the New Zealand trip. Then we've got OzX Open. We've got all the stuff that is in between. Uh, and then we are going to yeah close out the year and get ready for 2020, which is crazy to think. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody for listening to the show. Uh, this one with Dan Kirby is an absolute perler, uh, mainly because Dan Kirby himself is an absolute perler. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for everyone to hear this one and uh, introduce the man, the myth, the legend, DK. Dan Kirby. Hey. Welcome back, mate. Brother, thanks for having me back, bro. Yeah, no, this is funny. This um, is the first one that we've had to redo well, at a guest request. Can you look, explain what happened? Well, listen, last time I was up here, I was up here with 28 Days. It was the second last show of our tour with Body Jar. And I flew in very excited with this bottle of uh, Jamison. <laughs> and that's pretty much all that remains. Yeah. And uh, look, man, we had a fun time. We had a very fun chat. And, and look, I don't, I don't condone... Pla- um, drinking before gigs so never, you don't normally do that never, eh? that was like the first never. time you were drunk before a I, gig. i've done it twice in my life the first time i was playing songs backwards that was with 28 days i was like putting the punk beat the snare in the wrong spot and i'll turn that was probably eight nine years ago yeah and then this time i was just so excited to come and see my buddies up on the gold coast and uh just got carried away man just got fair up got fair up and then kind of arrived to the show and the boys were like oh my god you uh you murdered it though because Sammy was sending me videos yeah. like I because I had to pack where did I go I went camping right after that yeah so I had to pack and then yeah. the whole time I'm I'm there packing <laughs> you're just there just just going for oh, it oh dude it was it was like oh man now I've got to go I've got mm. to get up and do it I got through it it was fine was it a good show in the end yeah it was good man it was at the it was at the goal what's it called uh, Cool and Gatta Hotel Pink Hotel yeah yeah Cool and Gatta Hotel it's one of the coolest spots going Sick, at the moment man. Eh? been doing gigs there forever yeah. it's, it's a good size room you know it's a good vibe uh, it was a good gig um, it was just hard work yeah. that's why I don't I just can't do it I've could you sh- feel a difference oh huge yeah. slow, I'm just slow yeah right like everything just feels slow like sometimes when I'm playing I'll like freestyle like little fills and stuff you know and it's easy it's <laughs> forget about it no you ha- just... have a few of them and it's just like everything just slows down so i was like oh, i just got it because i got a click track in my ear yeah right so i like i start the song and it goes and i have to stay in time to the click like yeah. if you're not a drummer that's that's what we're doing most of the time right so i'm staying on it and a lot of our songs are like just yeah just hanging in there but um yeah got through it fine man but yeah probably never do that again yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course you never do. Probably never do that again. Uh, yeah. Have you have you watched? Um, speaking of click tracks, have you yeah. ever watched the Sound City documentary? I the, have. I Dave, have. And Dave Grohl's talking about drumming to a click track for the first time while yeah. recording "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Yeah, that was where I was introduced to the whole concept of a click track. Right. Because like some drummers, it's like, is it a bit of an ego thing to like not play to a click track in some scenarios? Wow, that's a good question. Epic question, man. Um. Yeah, so, some people say they, they don't want to do it. it is, you're right, it is. It's a little bit of, a bit of an ego, ego thing. thing yeah. yeah, yeah, fully, man. Um, 
basically it's really hard to do so like to it, not it, play to a click no nah, it's really hard to play to a click uh, yeah so it really just exposes you a hundred percent yeah yeah but then some people say it's better to not play without it and have a little more feel but guys who are really good will play to it and then you can kind of play Wonder. a little bit behind it yeah. a little bit in front of it right on it yeah but generally if you if you want to be really really good and useful you know in in lots of different situations like because a lot of the time you're playing live to a click yeah right you you want to be really good at it yeah if you can't play to a click you're going to get a gig and they're going to go right here's the backings you got to play to it and you're done yeah it's game over yeah you know what i mean and then you can sit there and say oh you don't have any feel you know to the click the click's bad but then it's just you just can't do it because i can see it being like i'm not into the drumming world i yeah. know a bit of stuff about it because of the film work that i've done with yeah. bands and recording like watching and record albums and touring and stuff yeah so that's like my only real exposure yeah but you can kind of hear the way that people talk about it it's yeah. like it's kind of feels like that's like one of the contentious points of drumming right in the industry yeah, yeah. i mean because technically what a drummer's supposed to do is is be the, be click, the track. click track yeah. and that's what they, they they still are that and that's what they were initially a good drummer back in the day would hold the band together yeah and you you know you might sway slightly throughout songs you know depending on what the song is and what style it is and things like that um, so there's arguments to that but I mean you can build a, a, a click in to slow down in certain spots and you yeah. can follow that when you're doing it you know Yeah. but ideally you want to be able to play to the click especially with modern music man like heavy bands and yeah. all that kind of stuff pop bands it's all just it's backing track loaded if you can't play to a trick uh, to a click it's you're in big big strife yeah, yeah. The, the whole um that I could see the, the arguments to it because with like Smells Like Teen Spirit yep. they were basically like the doco was like Grohl would start out on time yep. and as the, they got into it because they were recording that album live yeah oh shit I just lost my fucking thing don't worry about it Mick just leave it there yeah fuck it she'd be right it's only, it's only, <laughs> my, right, it's only my camera she'd be right mate um, yeah so like they was they recorded it live yep. so then as like you've got fucking Kurt Cobain as your yeah. singer in a recording studio and yeah. he's getting into it it's like the whole band it's just like it just starts like speeding up a bit yeah 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 and it like it that it's like that's cool as fuck mm. but then on the recorded version of that song yeah. that beat is such like a fuck you, when you hear that smells like teen spirit drum track it, yeah. it's so like energetic and vibing yeah but, yeah yeah and it's but it's like you feel like it's just about to go yeah but it sort of does it just it keeps <laughs> yeah. you there I mean, and, that's, and there's that's beautiful yeah. in a way too a hundred percent is beautiful and, and there's lots of beauty in that and and to that point like some of the songs of 28 days we don't do to a click because yeah. it just feels better without one yeah right? it just feels a little just flows a bit better some of those earlier fast punk songs yeah. we do um yeah so so that's definitely there's definitely truth in that and i do and i like the fact that um so i'd see lincoln park though that's mm. like one of my favorite yeah, bands sick. of all time yeah so i saw them probably 15 times over the space of the last eight nine wow. years yeah yeah, yeah. heaps man sick. yeah yeah they were like one of me and my business partner in america like that was it but both of ours we didn't even know that was just our favorite band yeah so we just follow them around basically band. wherever they were at yeah. and you can hear some songs they'd speed up live and yeah. the same with like AFI yep. like you'd hear that Davey would do like songs that are sort of slower album tracks yep. but live they were just fucking pumping. punk songs yeah. again you yeah know? they're pumping yeah. so I can see yeah. the merit to recording with a click yep. and especially a song like T Smells Like Teen Spirit yep. because it, then it's like it's almost like it adds an extra dimension of like going to a live show like you get fully. to see the live version fully fully. That, yeah that's definitely correct 
and and the other side like there's a very fine line there and, yeah. and that's an art in itself doing it without a click and doing it really well like that yeah. you know and bringing everyone's energy together and everyone like that's that's quite advanced to be able to do that you know what i mean like there's a lot of kind of younger guys i teach drums a lot of kind of younger guys will come to and they'll be like oh we don't do a click to this song that's because like the verse is like super fast and then the chorus is super slow and when you kind of try to put it together it's like oh this yeah. is this is a mess this yeah. is a hot mess but like yeah if you're really really good you know and the band's really really good and there's a vibe there yeah yeah you don't you don't necessarily need click at all so it, yeah. as like a you do um a lot of drum lessons like yep. as a as a coach yeah what do you call yourself a coach a teacher teacher yeah professor yeah <laughs> professor of the drum <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like as a as a um, professor, yeah. are you, <laughs> nice, man. Are you yeah. trying to encourage like young drummers to like to play to a click? learn to the click? Oh hell yeah, man! Yeah, so yeah. that's like just a fundamental practice. Pretty much, yeah. I didn't jump onto it until I was probably seventeen. So yeah, the thing, right. I, I learned drums off my dad from when I was like three, like just a little kid, all the way up to like say seventeen. And then I was going into the studio and he's like, you know, the click track, get on it. And I'd try it and I just couldn't do it. Mm. And I was like, man, there's no way people do this. There's mm. no way you do all of this complicated stuff and you have to kind of hold it together with the click. But then once you bring the click into it, all of the complicated stuff makes more sense because you learn more about time yeah. and what hits go in where and how it's supposed to sound and how it's supposed to feel. Because yeah. A lot of the time you'll rush, you'll be playing and there's a hard thing and you and you play it really fast because in your head you're like, shit, here comes the hard bit. Yeah. Like, and then you come out kind of in the wrong spot. Yeah. But when you have a click, it kind of guides you. Yeah. And you can't rush. You're like, oh man, it's actually not that hard. It's not that fast. So I imagine it's one of those things that, yeah, it's like at the start, it's, it's like trying to run in new shocking. shoes or something. Yeah. yeah I this is horrific. I'll never do this. Yeah. Yeah. As if there's no way people do this. Yeah. But then as... It doesn't take long, man. It takes a couple of months of trying and then easy. Yeah. The whole, um, the, from my time touring with issues yep. and we, so we were touring with like bring me the horizon, pierce of our yep. issues and oh, sleeping with sirens. Yes. Yeah, so we we're around those guys for like a solid year and a half yep. all the time. And, um, Huge. it was yeah. so fucking rad to see what goes into a live show with, uh, like sound check as well. Oh. I was like, what the fuck is sound? Yeah. Like you'd think it was just a band's chance to practice, Yeah, but it's like all of the oh, different man. EQs, the ears, like it's how so much depth, it's man. fucking crazy. It's so in depth, in depth. Yeah. It's, um, so much goes on, man, just to, just to make a show happen. Mm. So there's so much to it and, and to be a good tight band and to put on a good performance and you know, there's, there's heaps going on yeah. that people just have no idea about. Yeah. Well, like we were just at Grasses Greener on the weekend yeah. with the guys from Nobby yep. and the Veronica's was basically like, mm. they would, you know how rappers just like, well, ad lib over their yeah. backing track basically yeah. I felt like that's what the Veronica's were doing Yeah, right. and it's like after seeing so much of the touring stuff yeah like to hear a band that has you know you can hear the backing tracks yep. that they've got you can hear like oh that that dude's not really drumming and you know right. like you can hear so much different yeah stuff when you've sort of seen like that's crazy man a I've, band I've, that's crazy good I've, at that i've just been talking to their drummer andy yeah right. yeah over the last couple of days um i wonder if it is a heavy backing track then that they yeah, it would to. be it'd, yeah. be it'd be heavy backing but there'd be like there's a, there's live drums and i think there's keys as well yeah and they actually well, did the, have, their band sounded live oh, their but bands, there's the there's drummers. some that yeah. they just don't like they're not even making well, sounds you know 
like I've been to see some rappers, uh, like say Post Malone. Yeah. Like I love Post Malone. I went to see his live show, man, and like I just left halfway through it. Oh, really? Oh, it's, it's, dude, there's one dude on stage with a bunch of backing, and he, I think yeah. he was drunk or something. And I was yeah. like, oh man, and like I was the oldest dude there. Yeah. It's like little, you know, sixteen year olds going, "This is sick." Yeah. And I was just kind of watching, going, "Oh man, this." Boring. Yeah, they don't know any better though, huh? But that's just a personal preference thing, yeah. you know. He's a boss, but for me, like, I like, I'm a drummer. I like yeah. to see a drummer. And I like to see interaction of people on stage and yeah. and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Did you stay and watch Jaden Smith? Did you see him nah. perform before? Nah, nah. Fuck, he was good. Was he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, I think wow. he played first. Yeah, okay. yeah. Nah, I I didn't get there for yeah, that. Yeah, we. I was. I actually like his shit. Yeah, I think he's actually one of the more dope rappers. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard him. Really? Yeah. Oh damn, man! I did see his like tesla hanging at coachella though yes. or whatever that was the flying yeah. tesla that's yeah. pretty sick yeah he's got a film clip where it's like basically just like him and his tesla and he's dancing yeah right but yeah he <laughs> he was fucking rad but yeah i think yeah. He, i think you're right we saw posts as well yeah but um, the best bit he pulled out a guitar and, and yeah. played guitar and sung and it was sick yeah i was like oh man that's that's unreal it's hard like i always wonder about because i'm not even a fan of rap shows where it's like say it's uh uh, like, well, you guys saw um, Wu Tang Clan recently, right? I didn't. I think. Oh, so you weren't there? Nah. When Sammy oh, saw Sammy him? saw them in X Games or something. Yeah, you saw the Rolling Stones though. Yeah, I saw the Rolling Stones with Sammy. Yeah. yeah, yeah How yeah. was that? Actually? That was sick, Stop man. all the combo. Yeah, How yeah, was the yeah. Rolling Stones? Well, Sammy calls me on the day of the gig. I didn't even really know what was happening. He's like, "What are you uh, doing today, bro?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, nothing. Why? He's like, "Well, I've got a spare ticket to the Rolling Stones at the Rose Bowl." <laughs> like he was going to give it to the dude he's made over there but his mate's missus was having a baby it's like just got this free like $900 ticket the full come up full come up man it was sick we actually got lost on the way there we ended up driving through South Central full through the middle of South Central it was it G-H-E T-T-O yeah it was sick like we were just like Jesus this is taking a long time man we look across we're like it's like welcome to South Central like fuck dude I think we're in South Central right yeah, now yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway the gig was sick man Rose Bowl sold out like 90,000 people heaps of like kind of like good looking grannies to be honest man yeah, like there's a, a bunch cr- of them in Cali dude the crazy crowd like, like you know like 60 <laughs> year old like plastic surgery like you know good Proper looking grannies out, yeah. man <laughs> that's the thing that I took away I was like fuck there's a lot of good looking grannies here tonight man this is nuts uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen that we don't get that at a 28 days gig or B and e the good looking grannies it. haven't come out yet dude I, I wonder if the 28 days probably still will be recording when their fans are old enough to be grannies 100% grannies. So, so we make a joke now or Jay the singer makes jokes he's like you know the group he wrote this funny little rap one on tour he's like the groupies are four kids deep you know that was one of his lines and then like that that literally they're not group we've yeah. all got partners and shit yeah. right but um you know it's definitely that's all mamas coming to the gigs now which is sick you Fuck know yeah. but i mean 28 days have come out the other end really yeah. like it's a credit to the band because they've been around for ages and i joined them probably 10 19 years ago yeah so they were one of my favorite bands in high school that's oh, so I, I, fuck, I used to listen to them every day like i'd would do my hair listening to 28 days upside down is one of the sickest rec- records ever like punk meets hip-hop yeah it was ahead of its time though so ahead they were of fucking time. unreal you know and they still are but like that album was amazing so i was fully into that but um yeah anyway so so long story short man we haven't put music out for years yeah and we're still doing good shows yeah you know and it's a legacy band of a, it's a, like it's a legacy, band. legacy band yeah and man it's very hard to freaking be a legacy band 
in you know, Oz. Oh, dude, yeah, it's not a real big place. I guess it's hard to do it in general, mm. but then to do it in like a smaller place because yeah. really you've got like you'd have like silver chair, yep. which obviously they're still not they're not doing yep. stuff together. Grinspoon, yep. twenty eight yeah. days, like you've body jar, friend, body jar. Friends were on twenty eight yes. days. Every seven. Um, you know, those kind of bands, they're the kind of the ones that have stuck it. It was stuck a, it such out. a sick era was. of music, and wasn't it? And that's why. Like, it, was, it, was such a, it was such a good group of bands and it was such a cool scene back yeah. then, you know what I mean? And Plus they had like, well, you got to think you had Big Day Out. Yeah. So that was... Main stage, Big Day Out, all those yeah, bands. Like yeah. in front of huge crowds. It was that era, you know what I mean? And it was real music. It was There was no back in really. It was yeah. it was real and... Um, and the songs were really good and that's why like say 28 days got some really good songs that's why we can still play now yeah because if you're kind of like a scene type band that's cool for a bit yeah you don't you know it it lasts longer when you have a really good song especially main mainstream radio songs yeah yeah and you think now like i i love the whole soundcloud rap thing mm. like that i am super into that mm. world but the music sucks yeah in terms of like the Production content and stuff yeah yeah it's, you know it's pretty basic and it's like even with post malone like his first stuff is so sick mm. and then it it seems like it just becomes harder to rap about or like make songs about anything other than like money cars <laughs> hoes or losing <laughs> friends because you're famous now it's like yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. and you could see it with 50 cent yeah it was like get rich or die trying I'm rich and my music sucks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, what you don't needs, have that there much. There needs but... to be substance there, man. Well, I mean, obviously there doesn't need to be substance yeah, because a because lot of those working. guys are fucking killing it, yeah. you know. And that, uh, and it's it's just like we're getting older. Like, I listen to some of that. I'm like, fuck, they're not even talking about anything. There's no message in this. It's just, there's a lot, not, not anyone in particular, but a lot yeah. of the stuff you mentioned is, there's not much in it. Mm. There's no message. There's no positive uplifting thing or there's not, not even necessarily a story mm. it's just rapping about money and cars and bitches and hoes and like filthy shit which is fun because we which do is love cool. all the we, above, yeah we do like that's you know that's cool um but i mean it's, but i don't a, know to become a legacy band from that it's like yeah that's gonna be tough it's a preference thing as well you might love people rapping about money and bitches and hoes you yeah. know but like when was dark side of the moon released like pink floyd i still listen to that album once a week yeah that it's was one of your classics. Yeah, like I wasn't even yeah. fucking born when that album come out. Yeah. And it's like, a I don't think boy, yeah. when I'm 65, I'll mm. be listening to White Iverson. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. I mean? And it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. What's I was 72? 73. 73, there you go. So like, that's way fucking older than me and I listen to it every week. Like I, st I think that's probably the best Stone album ever. Let's see. Like Breathe in the Air is probably the most... Like my favorite stoner song yeah. of all time. <laughs> like there's just something about that, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, they yeah, just yeah. there's such a fucking vibe in that yeah. song. Yeah, fully, man. But it's like that's the sort of yeah, like that yeah. shit. Look how long it's lasted, man. Exactly, and it's just like you know things change, music changes, and and like we're, I'm kind of now the older guys. Like what's this shit coming yeah. out on the radio? <laughs> Who are these kids with face touch? Oh, I can't listen to Triple J anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm getting old. Like I walk in a general pants, and I'm like, fuck, can't wear anything in here, man. Like what's this op shop stuff? Like fuck, I'm old. This sucks, you know. But same kind of thing with the music. Yeah. But I like some of the young, some of the new stuff coming out. Sick, you know, obviously. But it's just got such a short shelf life. 
Yeah, a lot of it does, yeah. But I've been watching a bit of Takashi, you know. Oh, I'm all about that. Just, just like it's interest, like yeah. they're interesting. It's yeah. like the more interesting you are, the bigger you are kind of thing. That whole world, like that's what I'm into. Like, that's mm. like my guilty pleasure. Mm. Like my reality TV yeah. these days yeah. is like Takashi, yeah. Lil Pump. Yeah, Lil like, Pump. Lil Pump's sick. Yeah, all that yeah. shit, you know, like the, the different beefs that go on, like yeah. him, him and J. Cole, like yeah. the, the beef that they had. And mm. like you just see all like that whole rap rap culture to me is like yeah. so interesting it's, it's super interesting man that's the Kashi stuff I chuck on TMZ whenever he pops up on yep. TMZ I'm on it it's super interesting man fuck the, it's crazy with that stuff um, when do you reckon you first heard of Takashi probably I'd say 18 months ago or something yeah not that long ago yeah What's it, was he still dropping music then yeah like, he was still dropping music I think it was before he did the song with Nicki Minaj yeah okay yeah so like the Gummo Cuda days yeah I, I don't even really know the names of the songs man. yeah like to be honest I don't really like his music at all Dude, he's got a couple of bangers does he have you heard, of, have oh, you heard? I'll, I'll chuck it on YouTube and just drive and listen yeah and be like oh yeah yeah you there's know, a, like I couldn't name a song yeah there's yeah. a couple good ones in there but so the dude that I follow pretty religiously mm. is a dude by the name of Adam 22 yeah, and I know he, Adam you know Adam Twenty Two, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I follow his shit. So like, yeah. he did an interview. Can you go on his YouTube channel and just see when he did? He did a Takashi podcast. He's basically the dude that found like XXX Tanashion. Oh no way! Little Pump, Smoke Perp. Like he found all. Oh of them no dudes. way! Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I've seen him around. I didn't know what the deal was. I've, oh I've just, yeah. I've seen him doing his vlogs and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't really know the backstory. Yeah. So he's he like the dude that. So yeah, six nine. So two interviews. So that I guess that's when I would have first seen him. Um, but yeah, so he did an interview with him. He did the, I think the first interview I ever listened to of Adam 22s was, um, the XXX interview. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, since then, like, that's what like got me into like, following this scene and right. you can see like little pump, um, yeah. uh, fucking like slump little God skies, schema, little skies yeah, like yeah, all yeah. those dudes that yeah. have um juice world like he's yeah. he put juice world and a little pump on a, t a no jumper tour right like ages ago but yeah. like it's been crazy to just watch that whole thing yeah. and then like it's crazy now with the whole takashi thing mm. i'm almost like pissed off at like tmz right J that true geordie dude yeah you know, the uk guy Don't know. Oh, he's sort of like the uk podcast guy right and now like everyone's covering it like it's this right mainstream <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah. like it just seems so yeah like uh tabloidy now. yeah it's crazy 100 eh? is and he just all came from like the underground yeah it's just interesting shit you know like you dye your hair crazy colors you put crazy grills in you just get be a mad man. tattoos on your face and talk wild stuff it's like you're gonna get attention well it literally was just a meme like everything he did was a meme and it's like nuts, hey? he put like crazy illegal shit on instagram yeah and everyone um did you ever watch his breakfast club interview nah, uh so you don't have time, bro. Yeah, like, I reckon I I've time. I reckon I've watched bits of it. Yeah, <laughs> but he yeah I've seen snippets of it maybe. Yeah, Charlemagne's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. basically just telling him like you're going to go to jail. Yeah, you're either going to die that. or you're going to yeah, go yeah, to jail. Yeah. And he's like he's like I can't be touched, bro. Like all the typical yeah. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like watching it all unfold. And yeah. apparently he's going to be out like within a month Same. or two. Yeah, it's wild stuff, man. I'm too old for that. That's <laughs> <laughs> over my head, bro. Yeah, I know. Gnarly, though, eh? But uh, it is. It is. It's been crazy, it's crazy just to watch it. It has been. But that's like the new... It's like a movie. So the more wild you are, the, the more the kids love it. Yeah. And it's like the it's like the style of making that content yourself. Mm. Like he just made himself famous, mm. produced all his own content. Yeah, it's pretty... You can 
bang out some pretty good beats pretty easily these days. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do any, like, producing stuff? Little bit. Little bit. Yeah, I dabble in it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've been doing this drum series um, where I travel around with Frank Sumo from Sum 41. I told you about that last time a little bit, but... We've started this kind of drum travelish show. Travel means drums. Which the first one was fucking yeah. amazing, Cheers, by bro. the way. Really, we just kind really of did good. that on the fly. Dude, the production of it was unbelievable. It's insane. I've got like, a secret weapon by the guy Peter John. Yeah, name of okay. Peter John. Yeah, he's my. So he's the film dude. He's the director. Yeah, yeah. He's he's really good to work with. Like, um, so the story with that, how it all came about. Frank was coming to town with some forty one, and we we met each other at NAM, that massive music conference, um, earlier that year. Yeah, and Zildjian kind of linked us up. They like should do something. Got chatting, and I did this clip with Pete at Docklands in Melbourne ages ago and Frank watched it and he's like we should do something like that can you make mm. that happen I was like yeah fuck yeah feel fuck like yeah, we can for you absolutely yes. I was like we'll top it yeah and then anyway one thing led to another and kind of was like we're gonna do a crazy drum video but I was thinking like why like why would we go somewhere wild and create crazy footage like why are we playing in the front of in front of Marvel Stadium why are we playing mm out the front of Luna Park or whatever it might be and it kind of has to make sense so I was like fuck like get him over He's I've got him for three hours we'll grab him and I'll give him a tour of Melbourne because mm. he's just plane to plane to gig sound check you know, yeah. moving like that I'm like fuck it I'll, I'll grab him for three hours and give him the sickest three hours he's had on tour so fuck man put in like mad work to organise this crazy run on a super tight schedule Picked him up in this sick, like, 1960s Thunderbird. No picked, shit. Yeah, picked him up. I barely knew him. Like, briefly met him. Picked him up, took him to Hosier Lane, the, the home of, like, street art in Melbourne. And he's in this group called Street Drum Corps. He, he, he started that, like, 15 years ago. Like, this huge kind of um, percussion group that have toured with Linkin Park. They've toured with the yep. U's. They've done all this crazy shit. And, like, he's the guy, right? And what they do, they play bins. They play trash cans. They play all this wild stuff. So I was like... Well, I'll take him down Hosier Lane and we'll go and just fucking bask. I'll just mm. take him, we'll get some bins and we'll smash bins and we'll, we'll just on the fly and just see what happens. I don't know, we're both drummers. We'll yeah, come we'll up, figure we'll it out. We'll come up with yeah. something. So anyway, the day before I'm sizing up the joint and there's this dude busking and I hit him up, the Spanish dude. I'm like, hey, I'm going to come down tomorrow with this this famous drummer and we're going to busk with you if that's cool. He's like, yeah, man, I'll be here, you know, I'll be here. Sweet. So I was like, we don't need a permit because we're going to be with this bloke. Right, and then we get down there the next day, and he's not there. Uh, so, so do you need a permit to busk in Melbourne? Well, I was kind of looking it up. You need definitely need a permit. It's a three thousand dollar fine if you just bus if you busk in and you don't have a permit. Wow, you definitely need definitely need one. But then we weren't really busking; we were just kind of making noise. It was just an exhibition. Yeah. So I kind of thought, oh fuck it, we'll just go down for two minutes. If someone tells us to leave, we'll just leave. Yeah. And so it I went be down. Part of it anyway. Yeah, and we're smacking bins, and like he's like, oh, I'll just sh- I'll show you some some shit. I'll play this beat and you go nuts. So anyway, we did that. That went super well. Bang, wrapped it up. Fuck, the day before, booked a boat, right? This crazy 1920s boat. Yeah. Like, like me and the yeah. director, Pete, we're just sussing out stuff around Marvel Stadium and because we wanted the Docklands background. It's the best view of the city, I reckon. And um, anyway, this boat pulls up. I'm like, dude gets off. I'm like, hey, man, what's what's the go with this boat? Can I hire it? He's like, yeah, you can, you can hire it. I said, does anyone get on the roof? He's like, oh, if you do, I'll fucking kick you off. I said, does anyone play drums on the roof? He's like, nah, but you can if you want. Said, oh, that's Fuck sick. it, mate, I'll book it. Fuck it, I'll book it tomorrow. You know, five to seven. Got yeah. two hours. You had parties either side. So anyway, 
we played down the alley, run to the van. I've got all the shit in the back. I've got two kits, power generator, fucking audio guy, two video guys, Frank Zuma and myself in the front, director in the back, cruise down to Crown, pull up. It's like a hundred meter hike to load to the boat. Fucking drag. You know, mm. pain in the ass. I'm like, all right, boys, let's just smash it. Let's get in there. Load it up. We have to wait till we get out of the city because there's low-lying bridges so we can't put the drums up we can't oh. set them up so it's like a half hour boat ride out we've only got two hours so we get out to the docklands get over the bumpy bit get into the docklands where it's flat and the dudes we start setting up set up set up set up and the driver's like we've got 15 minutes before i got to turn around and take it back to pick oh, up the party no. got 15 minutes and I'm like alright we're set up everything's working sweet we sit down and I look at Frank I'm like what are you going to do I'm like Oh, you haven't even heard the track yet because oh. I built the track. Like getting back to the producing stuff, I had this loop to play to, and he's oh. like, he's like, nah, man, I haven't. I said, oh, fuck, come downstairs, I'll show it to you. Sat down with him, played him the track once. He's just sitting there like this, listening. I'm like, I'm gonna start, and then you go, and then here we both go, and then I stop. I do four bars, you do four bars, four bars, four bars, bang, stop, smash it at the end. Like literally, that was the instruction. He's like, okay. And I looked at him, and I'm like. You got it? I was like, you're, you're fucking good at this, aren't you? He's, he's like, yeah. I'm like, bang. Went up, did it twice, used the second take. The first take was usable. Literally just smashed it, just kind of vibed off each other's drumming yeah. skills or whatever. You know, we kind of clicked. Bang, that was the first one. And then and then after, I, I, we kind of had to go back, myself and Pete, and just like, it, it didn't really make sense what we were doing. We were just drumming in an alleyway and then we were drumming on a boat and there was kind of nothing linking it. Yeah. So I went back and, and pre-shot me talking to the camera saying, hey, you know, I was like the, the travel guide. Yeah. Like, hey, here we are, blah, blah, blah. So it all kind of made sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I just had didn't have those bits to link it. Yeah. Um, and that was one. And then we, Frank saw that and he's like, man, this is sick. He's like, we should do a travel we should travel drum show. Like, let's do it. So bam, lock me in, brother. Let's go. So we shot another episode in Long Beach, which hasn't come out yet. Yeah. With a sick drummer over there. So we've got two two rippers up our sleeve and, and working on the third one, which I think is going to tie into the Ozex Open. Yes, yeah. sick. So, um, yeah, so that's hence why I'm up here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm up here, I'm jamming with Benny Gordon from Parkway Drive tomorrow. So Gold Coast now, head to par- uh, Parkway Drive tomorrow yeah. and, um, and jam with Benny all day. And then a little bit on Wednesday too and then hopefully we've got something for Oz X. I feel pretty confident. We'll definitely have something. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. pretty, I'm pretty confident that between the two of us and, and the the crew of people we're working with and the production that the boys at the Oz X have and the production that we can provide and just what we can do together, I think we're going to come up with something that's going to be very, very freaking cool. I just fucking love, every time I talk to you, there's a new idea yeah. <laughs> and like, but you're not a dude that, talk shit about yeah, yeah, it and yeah. never does it you yeah. always do it Execute. and it's always fucking crazy yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like you've just got such a momentum Jeez, and an bro. energy that you bring to this shit yeah. and it's just like i'm never surprised yeah but yeah. i would never think of anything that you do yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, but geez, it's so bro. rad cheers yeah no nah, man i've always kind of had this thing where i think up the sickest ideas and it just to piss me off when i was younger because i'd think up these mad ideas and i'd be like fuck how am i going to execute it like mm. I don't have a platform. I don't have who I want to be able to work with. I, I can't get to them yet. I don't have the platform to do this shit. And just drive me wild. Mm. So I've kind of been spending 
the last 10 years figuring out like I've kind of got the platform now but mm. between certain you know things that I do companies I work with or bands I work with or bands I can work with drummers I can work with I kind of got it now so it's just like go and do it mm. do you know what I mean there's no real excuse not to do things anymore um, and man along the way you know found guys who were awesome at what they do yes. like Pete my director and and link with him and then made a powerful little combo with, with our minds together that kind of then it works uh, out external guys will see kind of what we're done and whether they know me or not they'll be like man that's sick mm. and if you ask them to to be involved they're more likely to say yes because the, the product we're making is so sick yeah they're gonna say fuck that's wicked i'll do that like i don't know you but what you're doing sick king yeah you know what i mean so yeah. that's kind of where we're where we're going and and uh man i you know i just like doing it yeah i love doing shit like that it's fun you know what i mean that's it all just stems from that I just love having sick drumming ideas and executing them and just seeing what we can do. Like the OzX performance, so myself and Ben will be performing at the OzX together as like a drum duo, kind of drum off, drum duo type thing. Um, man, and I just think given that venue, given the event, given the demographic of the crowd, you know, like the Bliss and SO drummer slash 28 Days guy, versus the parkway drive drummer we're just in kind of hitting the, we're just in the demographic man it's yeah. like you got the heaviest that's every sick moto edit ever made yeah bliss and so parkway yeah know, 28 days yeah a few years ago it's yep that's you're hitting it so it's one of those things as well where drums are cool because they look so sick and there's so much physically going on like, and like energy like energy you just man feel crazy energy. energy yeah so like yeah i'm pretty confident that if you're coming to the ozx open you're going to leave and one of the things you'll talk about will be that moment. I I, I reckon. I reckon we're, we're going to pull out some fucking wild shit. I just fucking. <laughs> I literally. I love that shit with you. Yeah, dude, but you're like, like you'll leave talking about. Yeah, what we're I, gonna I do. guarantee what, what's going to awesome. happen. You'll talk. People will talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. So, yeah, man, I'm freaking pumped about it. But I mean, a lot of work goes into it. Yeah. Like we're you know over a month out, and I'm up here in Byron Bay jamming with Benny for a couple of days, figuring it out. And then once we kind of have that together, then there's a whole bunch of other steps that it kind of has to go through to, to get to the actual event day and there's just a lot of shit so yeah involved. what is the process just between you two first of all yeah yeah it's been a massive process to even make it happen already to, to be honest like just because Parkway is still one of the biggest bands in the huge, world really huge. like they, they just headlined the, the biggest heavy music festival in the world Whack, and I think it's in Germany so they're now like the worldwide Do Germans fucking love like worldwide music headliners you know so for me like I froth on the fact that Benz even wants to do it with me mm. like like that that in itself is a win I'm like fuck yeah sick what a pat on the back you mm. know just a, being able to actually do it with someone like that's wicked um but yeah i mean the process i mean you've got the you've got the parkway team you've got kind of my team's myself really i'm kind of rolling in by myself and then you've got the ozx open boys and then you've got the production guys kind of running the whole thing so it's kind of bringing everything together mm. making sure that what we're planning can be executed properly on the day so you have to be aware of the infrastructure everything yeah and like the limitations of fully yeah what yep. you guys can actually physically do 100 percent hundred percent because it's, it's quite a complicated setup because you've obviously got the track in the middle there's dirt you know we need forklifts to kind of you've got to be able to get on and we've off. we've got to be able to get on yeah. and off we're yeah. gonna you know sound check we, we're gonna need lights probably pyro and things like that um so how would you guys run it in terms of like you're gonna how many mics is on a drum kit so for say, a live performance? say let's say we've got 10 each yeah 
so you you have to then so like for people listening at home yeah we have a, a interface here that has four inputs yeah. so each mic has its own input yeah. and we've got four to deal with so yeah. you would essentially have two drum kits 20 microphones yeah so that has to be 20 inputs yeah that has to then go into a computer yeah. that records and levels each of those yeah. microphones to give the drum the right sound fully and then then it goes to like the team at marvel that would then put that over the speaker like yeah so essentially so essentially you've got say like say 10 microphones on these two crazy drum kids yeah and they all all of the leads come into one snake and that comes off the back and then they all go to like a our fallback we need to hear it ourselves um and then it goes to essentially the, the big pa you know what i mean so and the pa there's monstrous it's a venue for a hundred thousand. It'd be people. one of the best in Australia, right? Oh, it'd be huge. But the problem with that is it's so echoey, uh, so it's actually really hard to get a good sound. Like coming out of the speakers, it sounds amazing, but, but the echo and all the that room. kind of shit's like a super hard job. And because it's three sixty, it's like that in itself is a headache. You know, you need a, an extremely good sound guy to kind of deal with that. But then there's the whole thing of um, like, and I actually don't even know how this works, but I, we'll have one of Ben's guys trigger the track for us so we can hear it and then that sends time code so essentially you got a track say three minutes that'll send a, a, a signal to the lighting it'll send a signal to the pyro yeah because you know, everything's going to everything, be synced up everything off that. triggers off that so that's kind of what we're doing over the next couple of days is we're figuring out the structure of it so we can then send it to the team to then line everything up so that on the night it's the most epic performance we can possibly do because it's it's triggered you might we might do a big hit freaking flames will shoot out or whatever it might be but that's why i kind of it's important to get onto it now so the team has plenty of time to build the lights and the whatever around it so it's it's a it's a big setup man that's insane eh? it's a huge amount of work for like four Four minutes. minutes yeah What's the best part of it? Is the best part sitting in Marvel Stadium at your drum kit, losing your fucking shit? <laughs> or is it after when you've pulled it off I and reckon, you have a beer and you just sit there with Ben and you're just like, what the fuck did we just do that? Yeah, like, what's, uh, the, what's the best part of that? I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I reckon probably I always froth on sound checking in big venues. Yeah. Because there's a moment where you sit on your drums and you, do, you start with your kick drum normally. Kick kick nothing's on nothing's on you hear this little weak sound and then they turn the front and of house on doos, doos. i froth on that shit man fuck that's every, cool every time because like, everything that you do like there's a moment and it's sometimes it's not the moment yeah. that you think would be like the big moment yeah. and you wouldn't think that that first kick drum nah, that sound check first kick's fucking sick see that's fucking so yeah. cool you, just, and you hear this especially in a venue like that i've, I've actually never played in a system that's going to be that big really yeah that's that's next level shit so that's going to be cool man i'm just going to froth on that bit you know just feeling that the the rattle mm. fucking in the whole stadium sick so is that i mean that's not the best moment that's one of them the, yeah the, I, I think the, with something like that the best moment is probably not even when you're doing it it's probably later on yeah or when i sit down with with the film guys and watch it back yeah. and see the magic that they pull out of it yeah and just go fuck that yeah. was that's you know that's that's pretty next level because yeah there is those like even you know sometimes with the podcast it's like mm. doing it's amazing mm. and like you you know that energy when you're actually doing it but yeah. sometimes after when you like almost the reflection can be better than the moment oh, at times yeah, right? fully man like the moment I'm, I'm probably thinking like 
oh fuck here comes this because you're so into nah, it you know yeah you know like, i'll be super well rehearsed for it yeah um but i mean yeah probably probably realistically afterwards yeah you know and i and i'm i'm kind of thinking forward and thinking i'm thinking about all the problems that could happen i'm thinking about all the things that probably will happen and and just being aware of it you know mm. what i mean just going in just knowing that this is it's, it's never what you think it's going to be but you can pretty accurately kind of predict how you think it's going to be and it'll mm. be generally somewhat in the area do you know do you know what i mean yeah, like i'm yeah. feeling like because it's such for example like it's such a huge space yeah i'm like we're going to be pretty lonely out there it's going to feel like we're just playing between ourselves yeah because it's so freaking big you can't see the crowd yeah you know what i mean yeah because you when you think about it like it's gonna well, be weird people are gonna be pretty enthralled in the performance it's yeah. not gonna be there's not gonna be like a sing-along there's no nah. singer that's like has a vocal track no. there's no one else on stage jumping nah, around you no, guys there's no like, MC directing the show yeah it's literally four minutes of just we're on we're on it so it all comes down to like lows and highs I'm, I'm thinking you know like yeah. build ups to like big moments yeah. and then just the the show that goes on around it's gonna be pretty cool yeah dude it's so like yeah it's exciting man I I love this shit yeah and I just I love your energy for it and it's like you if someone was to look at you and be like oh man how's this guy done all this shit and it's like (laughs) because he just fucking did it like he really did it he did everything yeah just step by step and 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 funny thing is the reason we're playing at the Oz X is because I caught up with a guy called Gus from AME I don't know if you know Gus Gus one of the best dudes ever so I had this video done with Frank. Ken's boy too. I'll just throw that yeah, out. Yeah, 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 he is, yeah. Um, I did the video with Frank and and Gus saw it online. He's like, fuck, that was sick. And we had a chat about it. And then anyway, I caught up with him one day to pick his brain about a, a few things uh, to do with that. And he's like, man, you should just do one at the Oz X. Because mm. you've done the pit party stuff. I, yeah, I'll like, do the pit party really again consistently. this year. Yeah, yeah. Heaps, yeah, heaps of times for Monster. Yeah. Um, and that's always fun but it's kind of like on another level going in there oh fuck a yeah a whole different thing yeah. and I've always kind of wanted to, to do something like that yeah um, but yeah man it's it's because the AME boys are so sick like Gus is young they're all young dudes yeah. you know and and to present the idea well Gus brought it up he's like you should do one at the Oz X yeah. like, fuck yeah I'll call Benny now right, lock, lock me in <laughs> yeah. I'm done you know and then it just the stars aligned and it's on and like Bailey I went in and showed Bailey like kind of what I was thinking like on the big screen you know we kind of sat down like this and I said okay well, this is what's going to happen and he's yeah. sitting there and he's like oh fuck yeah done that's sick we're on yeah you know like it's just it's been pretty easy it's a that's just them in general too yeah. like they're so fucking rad with yeah. making shit like even when we did the podcast there last year yeah they're like yeah just do it just make it happen just rock up and do it like do, we're do, fucking you, down yeah and the whole performance thing is like you guys are the creatives you guys do it oh good yeah uh, every idea I've, I've had it's because it's changed it a little bit and he's like yeah sounds sick mm. sounds sick to it yeah so it's cool man it's, it's good when people just get out of the way of shit too yeah yeah they get they get it and yeah. they're like go for it yeah have fun it's sick fuck I'm pretty frothing for it yeah man same that was like we had a pretty good little run last year because we did what was it it was X Games Sydney first yeah and then it was Oz X what like a week later yeah not long after yeah so we had like a solid yeah we run. did both in Sydney that was a good time it's good fun man the Oz X is a sick event um, they always do a wicked job yeah so it's gonna be cool to see see it in action in Melbourne yeah you know, in, in an even bigger venue like the biggest venue when you're like cause you're from Melbourne obviously yeah is that like a proud Melbourne thing is just like the sport thing like is that something that you guys are all um 
Oh man, I I because it is the home of yeah, live sport it is. in Australia. Man, we've got so even Monster has so many events in Melbourne. Yeah. Even over the next three months, it's insane. Yeah. So you do like so? What is your role with Monster? So yeah, so I'm the, I'm a TDM. So basically, I look after Victoria and Tasmania. So top dog energy. Top top dog monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. So basically, I, I look after the trade really in Victoria and Tassie. So yeah, we right. so Coca Cola sells our stuff. Yeah. And I work in with those guys. No shit. So yeah. That's a cool job, man. You're the, I, I've been there for eight years. You're one of time. the busiest people I know, too. Dude, I'm so lay busy. out exactly what you do for the people because it's fucking more Like day to day? Just like what you're like, the shit you have going on. Yeah. Like that you do, not just like random shit yeah. either. Just like, <laughs> what is your like, this is my work week. Yeah. Uh, my work week. week's pretty full on, man. So I do Monday to Friday with Monster, normal hours. Yeah. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, late afternoons to nights I teach drums till about 10 o'clock every night Tuesday night I get home about midnight I try to go to the gym every morning or go for a run and then work monster teach drums and then it ends up being you know Mondays and, and Fridays I end up just doing stuff as well but then I'm trying to work on this show in the background I've got gigs coming up yeah you know I do gigs on the weekend sometimes I'll have tours so like the, the way say Bliss and Esso work I mean it, it's all manageable yeah right it's all manageable it's just like if You're I just if, on a lot. yeah if I just work all day and then work all night that's fine because the weekends I might get Saturday night off and, and Sunday off you know or Sunday night off but as soon as you throw shows into the mix and and I got to go away on the weekends it's like it's relentless it's, mm. it's cool though because I just feel like I can't let any of it really slip I could probably yeah. work a little smarter but it's like I don't want to take my foot off the drum school because the drum school is going really well Yeah. so if I take that off I'll kind of be let down in myself because yes. that's a huge opportunity you know yeah um, to kind of have something of my own that's cool. Yes, um, for sure. And I don't want to take the foot off doing gigs. I don't want to take the foot off creating yeah. cool drum video content. Like I've, I just always want. Where stuff do you post your video drum video content? Uh, like Instagram, yeah, Facebook, okay. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. What's your YouTube channel? It's just Dan Kirby. We should. I want to watch some shit. Yeah. I use the B and E boys. I watch. Um, like if you just go um, YouTube and just go Dan Kirby. I'll show you some little rippers in there. Yeah, because you've been you've been putting out content for a long time with the drum oh, stuff. K E K E. Yeah, I have been, man. And when I sh- did you, and, and when honestly, did you start? I should I should have been more consistent with it. To be honest, it's fucking hard, bro. You got a lot going on. It is. What one do you? Should we watch? Uh, go go back up the top again. I'll show you. I'll show you a little ripper. So it's a Dan Kirby. If you just go back up into that search thing. Like just Dan and click search again. Yeah, Dan Kirby. If you go Dan Kirby drama, uh, go second bottom second that one. That's, oh, see. yeah, this is a ripper. So this is this is the one Frank saw and he's like, let's do something like this. Oh, really? Yeah, man. So yeah, this is the first one I did with Pete, and it basically I was doing covers with this guy Dan Callard, who's a legend producer in Melbourne, and he's like, I got this videographer, I want you to. To meet and they skyped me and it was it was pete and um and anyway they showed me some of his work and i was just gobsmacked by it yeah right. like he's like yeah i do drum videos i just wasn't expecting it to be that, that insane yeah. yeah so this is this one's probably a few years old man yeah it's still like pretty sick legit, eh? yeah it's just a little bit different you know like this is in the same kind of vein as what I did with Frank. Yeah. In the turn, look at my little chubby face. Mm. 
That's a sick shot. Yeah. So this is a Parklands backdrop that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this kind of led to, to doing the video with Frank. How's yeah. the Melbourne Bitter shirt? Yeah, that's our uh, third chapter. Oh, big, that's big right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember when he did those. Yeah, they, they went really well, I think. Yeah, he was telling me that. Yeah, so sick, dude. Like, how's the, how's the city in the background, man? Like, yeah. I, I don't know how he... It must be the lens or something, but it looks really close. Yeah. It's miles away. Yeah, no, he's using a long lens there. Yeah. And then it brings the background in. Yeah. Yeah, he's obviously, like, super switched on, man. Oh, dude, he's the man. Like, he does a lot of surfing stuff. He's a big surfer. Yeah, right. And his surfing shit's unbelievable. So this, I mean, this bit's pretty sick. There's kind of later on it, when it gets a little darker, it's all lit up and shit, and I just start ripping. Yeah, sick. Did you take, like, a, a lot of... Because you're obviously super into the action sports scene, obviously, with, like, mm. Monster, and then you've been mates with Sammy, and mm. you're kind of always around that, yep. that scene. Like, did you take a, a bit of inspiration from, like, the filming side of things from, like, the action sports world, or is there, like, a lot of really legit filming that happens in the drumming world? That's a good question. I, I don't know if I took it from the extreme sports. I mean, I've literally been lucky to, yeah. like, I've got another guy, These Wild Eyes, Benny Mack. I've got two really sick guys I work with, and I've worked with Alan Hardy a lot, too. Yeah, true. You know, and I've kind of, I've re I really appreciate a guy who's a, a great director. Yeah. Like, I froth on it hard. Yeah. You know, I think it's as, it's as important as anything. Well, I think, like, probably, I mean, uh, uh, there we go. You yeah, lit that, up, that, like, yeah. sick now. Man, this is full illegal. We just rolled up and set up there. as a building. as a job site. Fucking love it. Job site on a Sunday. I just got home from Tasmania actually the night before, and I was tired as shit, and I couldn't be bothered doing it. Fuck, man! Isn't that always when the best shit yeah. happens? Though? Yeah, I, right? so, I remember being so grumpy before I went down. I, I didn't like what, like I, I didn't like my hat. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck! I look like shit. Oh, I got to load my drum. Oh man, you know. And then kind of like just went and sent it, and that that happened. Dude, that's one of the themes, like, the last few shows. Like, I've been doing a bit of reading and a, mm. and a bit of stuff lately that's got me thinking about the whole concept of, um, of like, resistance mm. and successful people. Mm. Um, like, we had a dude, Taylor, come on, and he's, like, a um, human performance kind of guy, yeah. and he's talking about meditating. And it's, like, whenever you hear somebody talk about, oh, like, I can meditate for 45 minutes, mm. you just sort of automatically assume that that person was, like, they just never struggled with meditating. Yeah. And then you attach a feeling of like, oh, well, I struggle to meditate. But yeah. it's like a dude like you, it's like you still, you look at that finished clip and you're like, fuck, man, like, look at what he did. He must have been frothing, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, <laughs> no, the real story is yeah. I didn't want to do that, but I pushed against the resistance. Yeah. The internal resistance exactly. to self-doubt and I just fucking did it and yeah. look what happened and it's always like that like to get ready for something like that because it's a drum video you're showing off your skills and chops and you know other drummers going to watch it you have to put something cool together you have to you, have you to don't want to really fail nice performance piece together you can't just kind of do something basic or it's boring yeah so like that process can be fun but it can also be like oh man I could play drums for two hours and fuck yeah you know and but but within that time you might, I'll come up with something cool. I might get one yeah. cool idea. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it comes together and then the end piece, you're like, fuck, that's sick. Yeah. I'm just stoked. I put that work in when I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Well, Sunday Arvo, when I just wanted to chill with my missus or whatever, I went in the studio and grinded, grinded my ass off, got yeah. sweaty and, yeah. you know, just sent it for a couple of hours. Yeah. Or I missed out on doing something, you know, hanging yeah. with my buddies or whatever. It's cool that what you said about Alan, man, that makes a lot of sense 
that you would draw inspiration from him because he's so oh, yeah. prolific and you guys did so much yeah. work together. We've d- done so much with Alan. Like, yeah. he was the first guy I met who was an insane video, like, yeah. director. You know, it was when I joined... A legitimate. Yeah, when I, yeah, when I joined with those guys. He, he'd been working for Bliss and Esso for, like, a year or so. He did all their film clips. And I knew him through the action sports world, um, through, like, Planet V8 clips all and, and stuff like that. I yeah. met him and... and um, yeah, he was the first one I met. He was our tour guy. He was putting together little tour kind tour of... Tour edits yeah, and dude, docos and, just and stuff. unbelievable. Yeah. And I'd really come to appreciate a dude who was sick. Yeah. Like, he was fucking amazing. And, and we did like a... We did a G-Shock clip. It was like Bliss and Esso G-Shock. Yep, I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, the, with the... They had yep. their own watch. And um, it was shot at like Fox Studios or something. And Alan had like this crazy... So I set my drums up in the middle. He had this like train track around and yeah. he'd like wind up this thing and shoot it and it would spin around and, and make it look like there was cameras everywhere. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like just shit like that and getting that footage back and just going, fuck, yeah. it's unbelievable. You were a wizard. It's, yeah. it's so valuable, man. And it, it makes like, if you have someone like that shooting your content, it makes you look like a legend. Oh, you, you know what sure. I mean? Like it's worth every cent. And the thing with creatives, like a lot of videographers and stuff, like people pay them a little bit of money and you know there's kind of that it's kind of that thing where it's similar to music like you you do a lot of shit for free you do a lot of shit and super cheap and and people almost expect it but as soon as you kind of hit a point or you start working with people who get it it's that's when you start talking proper money like you know like you can't get Alan Hardy to do shit for free yeah but that dude's still like he might get a $200,000 job Mm. guaranteed he's putting like 180 back into the job like he's that dude still he does you know and that's why it's so good yeah we did the super cheap auto ad with him last year Um, we shot it in like this abandoned power factory or some yeah. shit he had like crazy cars driving through there and um he had Johnny us Tri- Danny Trio was in Danny it, Trio right? yeah. shot him in friggin Hollywood and on a green screen and then put him in this warehouse and then there's one one version of the ad SO was like this crazy he was the king of the island the crazy guy of the island yeah crazy professor and he's like gentlemen start your engines <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I had like yeah. he had this. It was just like the most wild shit. Yeah. And and watching how much of a big production that is, it was insane. Watching put it together, and then he's like, you know what? I'm not really making any money off this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, as you said, it's probably quarter of a million dollar thing. Yeah. And he's putting like basically all of it. Back yeah. He's into like it. all back in to make the yeah. sickest product. It's got to be yeah. Like it just fully makes sense then that that lets you. Like that was the same with us when we were in the states. Like mm. we'd do massive jobs, mm. but we'd make like I was just telling the boys before. Like we'd do a job that's like three hundred grand and walk away with like three grand each. Yeah, and it's like, how did we just walk away <laughs> with one percent yeah. of like our budget? Yeah, but like there was just such like a pride in what we did. Yeah, and we were just. It was like basically it wasn't a business. It was just mm. an obsession with making yeah. like the best shit that yeah. you could make. Mm. So to me then like the fact that you've been around that, yeah. it just makes sense why you have the, you, it's like you have a freedom in yourself to dream these crazy dreams yeah. because you've seen what you can pull off you can, with. You can pull them off. If yeah. you have the right guys with you, you can pull it off. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the right guys and you have these crazy ideas, it looks shit. Yes. Like if you have someone who's uh, okay videographer director and you're like i want to do this crazy drum video it's it's gonna come off a bit corny you know it's as important to have that bloke running the show going now you need to talk to me like this on the camera we need to set it up like this needs to be like this you need that that guy's as important as anything yeah because no matter how cool your idea is 
if it's not executed properly, it's going to look blur. It's going to look kind of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but man, I froth on it. Like my, yeah. I've got a couple of killers up my sleeve and, and like, I'm super grateful that I get to work with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I've worked with some killers, man. Alan Hardy, Pete, Benny, they're, they're the best, but it's, it's cool, man. It's got to keep you, um, inspired too it does because you know that like whatever you can dream up like people can match it it's possible yeah 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 like the shit i'm thinking for this ozx performance is like the way that i see it it's going to be the sickest drumming performance video that like nearly ever yeah you know what i mean and not even talking shit and not not like saying that we're the best drummers ever yeah but just the production as a whole what we're gonna do is gonna be fucking up there and you're so right about like the demographic like you're hitting the people that want to hear this shit yeah fucking no like the whole kind of thing was like you got a big aussie hip-hop drummer and like from the big group listen so and then you got the parkway dude like the two genres that dudes like us kind of listen to yeah like moto dudes listen to heavy music and and hip-hop yeah put them together like my initial idea was kind of bounce tracks off each other or whatever we're not going to do that but that's kind of what started it's like it's the perfect demo it's mm. smash it it's i know that like i, I want you to get uh, into your backstory because like mm. how you got here yeah is just so crazy but yeah. you must pinch yourself now like especially the guys like frank zumo and like yeah. you know fuck it dude, I, 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 how many times i could not tell you the amount of times i've listened to some 41 yeah dude i like, love some thousands and same. thousands same and I, to be working with that guy yeah. and be respected as a peer must yeah. just fucking blow your oh, mind. Oh, sick. Uh, every now and then I do think about it. I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I'm doing this with Frank. That's sick. Like, I was on to him years ago. Yeah. Because before he was in Sum 41, I was looking at him online just going, fuck, this guy works hard. Yeah. This guy's doing shit that, that I want to be in on. Like, I had my eye on him for ages, man. I, I spoke to him years ago, just briefly, just kind of, I didn't really know what to talk about but I was kind of putting the feathers out you know and just hey man love what you're doing and a bit of back and forth and then we met and then again like having someone like Pete in my corner like a really good director to to make me look really really good and presentable and like you can attract bigger names that way you know what I mean because people see it as I said and and they want to be in on it it's appealing yeah that what you were saying before about it's like a 10 year thing to get to the Mm. point where it's like now you can pick up the phone and people will answer your calls yeah. people will get back to your dms mm. like i can relate to that yeah. because it was about 10 years ago that i started yeah doing my film stuff mm. and then you go to america and you just you just eat shit you feel yeah. like you just eat shit for yeah. years yeah, and then now and it's like funny how it even manifests like mm. i didn't think that the culmination of all that work would be a random ass fucking podcast in yeah. burley but it's rad and i'm yeah. grateful for it yep but it is that work like mm. it's a fucking 10 year process it's a grind like the hardest apprenticeship you'll ever grind. do man i remember just like being in a band a local band and and just thinking like fuck how do you get onto a support gig how do you support an artist who actually has a fan base yeah like i was like fuck imagine having the imagine going to a different city and people come to watch you play Imagine, imagine fucking doing that like yeah. you know what I mean I grew up in Ballarat we'd, we'd we would play shows and no one would be there in my first band you know and then we amassed a little following of mates and that we'd always sell out our little hometown show yeah but then we'd get the support with the touring band because they want another 200 people there yeah and so that's kind of how that started in, in that way and then I kind of started working from there but initially it's like you're playing a no one yeah you know it's like fuck how do you get anywhere how what was what did that feel like do you remember your first ever show yeah i do 
Well, yeah, my first ever it. show. Fuck. <laughs> oh, dude, gold. 12 years old. 12? 12. Really? Yeah, at high school. So I was in year seven. Yeah. I met this legend who, who's a cool dude. He's my best mate still. And um, anyway, we started a little band and we got up at assembly and played. We did um, All the Small Things and Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. Hey Joe. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Random. Yeah, that's a- And sick. Nirvana, Teen Spirit. Yep. Funny how that comes yep. back around. But yep. um, yeah, that's, that was our first gig, man. And we finished and there's like 500 kids in there and they fucking went off. Really? Yeah, it was the sickest feeling ever. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. We, we were just like looking at each other like, wow. Did you do, did you have someone doing vocals or it was just like. Yeah, my, my mate, he was playing guitar, so guitar and singing. Yeah, yeah he had a real little, little like. <laughs> that's like so that. sick. Yeah, that was the first one, man. And then just got addicted to gigs. Like all I ever wanted, wanted to do was just um, <laughs> play shows. Yeah. Play good shows. I, I never thought about money. I never thought about um anything i never thought about any of the back end shit i was just like i just want to play sick gigs mm. i just fucking want to be in a sick band playing sick shows and have rad fashion that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was that yeah what was the your one thing you were saying last time that about the you wore some like just fucking retarded thing oh fuck yeah what i was, was going that? deep last time nah, like, i was like i was drunk too, oh, so. dude, that was hilarious nah i had like i was getting deep there man but yeah i had this crazy vision in my head i was like fuck man one day i just want to play pyramid rock and i want to wear a pink ed hardy singlet yeah dude i had like i was like fuck my <laughs> moment will be pyramid rock in a pink ed hardy singlet is there Sending a photo it. of that well anywhere? i never did it i never did it oh. I, I i i played in a pink singlet in a small bar in Ballarat that's as far as that that <laughs> idea got me bro but, but you did play Pyramid Rock though right uh nah Behind Crimson and Eyes did before I started oh, with them oh okay yeah before I started with them they, foggy, they did that yeah foggy combo <laughs> oh, dude like the next day I was kind of like oh fuck was I talking to was that in the podcast or was that just in a chat with someone and I was going fuck I hope that was just in a chat with someone I think what I think my yeah. ultimate goal mm. is that because you were nervous like I love how humble you are yeah. <laughs> and you were like I don't think anyone's going to want to listen I don't yeah. think people will like it yeah. and I was like mate put it out you'll be a fucking cult hero in yeah. Gypsy Tales forever so my ultimate goal is to put it out no this one goes out first yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you realise how much every cunt loves you and then you're like fuck it put yeah, up the yeah, lit yeah. one Man, put up the lit that, one that'd be good because the lit one like when I was listening to it I was like fuck dude you were asking me questions and I was telling you stories and I just never finished the story but that's sort of what I do too yeah <laughs> yeah I was going banging on about this dream I had about a plane crash or some shit and you're like and then what happens and I'd just start talking about something else <laughs> I got five minutes I got five minutes in I was like oh fuck out dude this is bad it, the best part too is like because I, I, I was kind of lit too mm. and then you got up and as soon as you got up <laughs> I was like oh he's fucking torched <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude I was and I like, didn't really notice I didn't notice it sitting yeah, down nah. until we both got yeah. up and I was like fucking lit yeah I had a, a fair bit before I got here too man I was drinking on the plane I hate flying I was talking about that yeah yeah right. I don't like flying man. even, even today if I don't fly for a little bit especially uh, just like it's, I don't know it just feels a bit overwhelming like the whole process of fucking going to the airport loading all the yeah. shit flying somewhere and then getting off and getting gear again and bloody travelling around and playing a gig when you put it all together it's like fuck I've got a lot to do yeah you know what I mean it kind of once I land I'm like ah oh, okay this isn't that bad but it's not the flying itself oh uh, that's still I don't know man it's still, I still get the old sweaty palms like when I jumped on the plane today I was walking up the stairs and I looked over and they're friggin' jacking the plane up uh-huh. and, and changing the wheel and there are like four dudes kind of looked at me and I was like 
Fuck. Yeah, they give they give them the look like yeah. that. Nothing to see. Yeah. Nothing to see. And they're like, ah, oh, we, we found a big screw in the wheel, <laughs> so we had to uh, change it. <laughs> we hit another penguin. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, nah, it still gives me sweaty palms every now and then, man. Yeah. I just resided to the fact that, like, if I'm if I'm getting on it, mm. then that's the last I think about it. Yeah. If you die, you die. Yeah, well, that's... Like, you you've got, just you got, got zero control. You've got nothing uh, you can do. It doesn't matter what... Um, Crash, crash position you get yourself into, man. Yeah, You're going no down, yeah. going down in a fucking big bang. <laughs> a big ball of um, fucking fire. But, man, I still do weird shit. Like, when the plane takes off, I still count to 120. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on my phone until, like, uh, the last... I'm until counting. the service is gone. I'm counting, bro. What get is, get and me what to is, that 120. What does that do for you? I'll tell you what that does. So, this is, <laughs> this is neurotic shit, but... You know that plane that landed in the Hudson? Yes. That was in the air for for two minutes uh, right? and I hit a flock of birds yeah. and both engines went out yeah. and that was like the shortest flight distance on a commercial flight ever to lose both of its engines and they all still survived yeah. so I'm like if I can just fucking get past it, two minutes two minutes I'm a chance <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense yeah so like we'll be taking off with the boys and I'll be like okay I'm going in I'll talk to you later and like I'm out you know I got my earpods in I'm like just going Two. Two. <laughs> oh, two minutes I'm like okay right, we're back, All right, we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's been going on yeah. dude Ty do you, do you remember Ty Simmons motocross kid don't know maybe you would have yeah, seen yeah, him yeah, at some point at a supercross but yeah. he used to we'd fly together a lot to the mm. races mm. and like the dude was a koala bro like he could just fucking sleep anytime oh. anywhere and he gets on the plane and he's like he's like see ya as soon as he clicks his seatbelt and then he sits there <laughs> and he's like I can time it to fall asleep when you know you feel like that no big way. g-force yeah like yeah, that yeah. first g-force of yeah. taking off mm. that he's out by then he literally sits there and he's like oh dude it's like when you know when you watch inception and yeah, then they yeah. give him that thing yeah and then they just like fall <laughs> that's literally what he does as soon as the he's just got it timed out man so as soon as it g's out he's fucking gone i envy that i know i envy that I um, used to not be able to sleep on planes at all, ever. Mm. And now I've just been on so many, I've just finally figured yeah, it I out. Yeah, I can't. I'm not good at it, man. Mm. Mm, I still take sleeping tablets from um, America back. Have you had an um, experience on a plane where you've taken a sleeping tablet but not been able to fall asleep? Uh, yeah, it kind of still happens to me. Like, I don't actually fall asleep. I kind of like... Do you uh, just... kind of yeah. groggy. Yeah. But I'm almost asleep, so it kind of still helps. I took... Uh, I had two ambient ones coming back from LA yeah. but I just couldn't fall asleep so what were you doing just I like, was not nah, tripping really full tripping like I was saying it the other day to someone but you know like in Wolf of Wall Street how they take like the quaaludes and that's mm. like a sleeping tablet that mm. if you don't fall asleep you get fucked up yeah yeah fully happened day no I way I was crossed up like couldn't walk properly just couldn't a disaster just, yeah, oh, a fucking mess and I <laughs> always have like a just one like Jameson on a yeah, plane right. so I'll either mostly it'll be like Jameson I'll have one of them yep. so I had some Jameson and these two Ambien and I was just fucking proper sideways mm. like the and like the person next to me was trying to talk to me and I'm just like <laughs> like couldn't and then I actually had that with Robbie Madison as well yeah. we took a flight to Seattle and then he gave me a, a slip well, I took a sleeping tablet yeah. and um, and then had like tons of Jack Daniels and like <laughs> I remember I got off the plane and um, we were we, we were waiting at baggage and I was like a, his retarded son at this point. Yeah. Like he had to get all my bags off. He had to do everything for me. No way. And then this chick come up and started talking to us. Mm. Obviously he's married. Yep. I was single at the time. 
and so he's just instantly gone wingman but it was like the biggest stitch up ever he's like oh jace tell her where you're from or speak so she can hear your accent <laughs> oh, no and way. i was just like cooked yeah <laughs> and That's I'm, just, I'm standing there just trying to like mumble my way like felt like i was fucking drooling down my face that's hilarious so i try and avoid the old sleeping tablets now on planes. yeah i definitely don't take them on the way to the states because mm. i you know you get there in the morning and yeah it's hard to sleep during our daytime i just kind of I don't know, hang out for a bit. Yeah. Do you, are you like a worker on planes? Yeah. You'll Until get my laptop done. goes flat. Yeah. 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 They need to fix that. Yeah. There needs to be some kind of charger. Hey, I feel like I, I was looking for like a battery that you connect your laptop to. That you I think the new, I've, the new um, Mac laptops, have you got one of the new ones? Nah. Oh, so they're charged by USB-C now. Right. So like if you get one of the new laptops, yep. it's not like a brick power charger. You can actually mm. charge them off USB now. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's well that's what you need for that flight. Yeah. Just to smash through some work, you know. I get struggle. a couple of hours out. I struggle to do the work on planes yeah. though now. I kinda I like lock it in, say it's a fifteen hour flight or whatever, I'll go like I can knock out five hours of work. Yeah. And there's five hours done. What's your what what is your computer work these days? Are you like edits yeah, and edits. shit like that? Yeah. Yeah edits are you filming much do you, yeah, you film the kids yeah. too right yeah that you are teaching yeah fully and are then you, it just are you filming the kids yeah <laughs> filming the kids so it just uh it just builds up man some yeah. takes me a while to get them done sometimes yeah okay yeah how many kids are you teaching mm, 60 really heaps jesus mm. that's a fucking full-time job yeah yeah it's hectic so you you could legit be full-time with that if you wanted to yeah that's yeah. fucking crazy yeah it'd be it'd be 50 to 60 kids yeah and how many how long have you been doing that for five years it's yeah grinding okay. bro so what made you want to get into that well my dad was a drum teacher yeah right and and basically i can i've always had the opportunity to use his course he's built he built this course over 40 years this really e- epic drum course he's taught epic drummers and no i just shit. had it there the whole time and like you know 10 years ago i was like fuck i should be teaching drums i should be doing a little hustle on the side I've, everything's there mm. just got to do it and did he have like his own studio that he'd use yeah or? he did he used to teach at a school he actually taught me at school as well but um he he would teach in ballarat at, mm. out of his home um and i mean essentially that was it you know i, I was like fucking you know i need to do a little bit something extra i'd like to get into teaching give back to the drumming community or whatever yeah and, and um and that's essentially it man and same kind of thing when i started i was full doubting myself i was like fuck i'm actually i'm not good enough to teach which is a silly yeah. thing to think but i was like because you're all, i'm always looking at the next level of yeah. guy i'm like i'm not as good as him yeah and he's not teaching or he's teaching so how can i compete with that you know it's a silly way to think but anyway so i, I put an ad out myself and you know i had maybe two people apply yeah. And then I hit up my best buddy who I started bands with years ago who owns all of these gyms. Super smart businessman. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you fucking play drums for like Bliss and SL in 28 days. Like, There's leverage. He's there. like, dude, you're an idiot. Yeah. Let me do some shit. Let me take care of this. I'll write a little ad up. I'll talk you up. You know, I know you don't like that, but I'll talk yeah. you up. I said, fuck, mate, go hard. It's like, bang, teed it up. And literally, I started with like 50 students the day I started. Wow. I went zero to 50. Straight in two cities, Ballarat and Melbourne. Like, I went, like, my mum was like, How are you going to get students? You know, and then I was like, Well, hey, I got 50 Here's day 50. one. <laughs> Fucking boom. I got a full business straight off the bat. I didn't even build it up. That's crazy. I just went bang, you know. And as, so that was a, that was interesting, man. Like, it was, 
you just kind of need someone who knows marketing and knows, I don't know, just knows what they're doing yeah. to kind of help out a little bit. And a bit of belief too, because a lot of times yeah. belief doesn't necessarily yeah. always come from yourself, right? Man, I, yeah, and I could have just easily done my own crappy little ad and, and no one applied and just thought, oh, fuck, that didn't really work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just didn't know what I was doing. And were you pretty passionate about it straight away? Yeah, dude, I was I was wrapped. I couldn't believe... I was like... Initially, I was like... I sold it as a 10-week course. I was like, fuck. Well, what am I going to do after this? Yeah. After this 10 weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was doing 10-week courses, and now it's just... You're just on. You're yeah. just one of my guys. So, were you getting people that had already played drums? Yeah, a lot at, of the time. Or, like, did you have anyone that just started... Like yeah, that so, had never played and did the full ten week course. Yeah, I've had I've had every type of person, pretty much. But initially, I was advertising like it was an ego thing as well. I was advertising for advanced drum. I had advanced drum lessons. Man, yeah. I was getting these killers coming in, and like they'd come in and play, and I'd be like, "Fuck, what am You're I going to me? What am I going to teach this dude? <laughs> Fuck, what's the hardest thing I got? You know, I'd like, give him like this fucked up stuff to 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 play, but. You know, I soon learned that I, I don't really want to teach too many people like that anyway. I want to, I, I kind of attract a nice level of drummer. Yeah. Because if you like the way that I play, you you know, I'm, I, I attract a certain type of drummer. Yeah, okay. You know, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Given the way that I play, people that like the way I play, want to play or learn from me, are so generally what, a nice. To someone that doesn't know about, like, I don't know a lot about drums. Like, yep. what would your style be? Or, like, what is that, the way you play? Like, yeah. and then how do you compare that to other people? Yeah, so, I mean, there's, yeah, really good question. So, there's there's so many different types of drummers, right? So, I probably fall into uh, a bit of a showman type kind of drum drummer like a Travis Barker-ish type thing like he's my favourite drummer so yeah, growing okay, cool. up I'd, I'd emulate him right and yeah. now I kind of play like him I, you know what I mean it's just kind of how it happened I don't yeah. play uh, what I'm actually playing isn't a lot like him but I look like him when I play because yes. I used to fucking sit in front of the mirror and, and try to play like that oh really yeah dude because yeah. I, I like when I first started playing I'd watch myself back and be like oh, I look shit like I mm. want to look cool yeah. you know what I mean so I'd work on that so what is looking cool drumming well I th- it's just technique yeah. Really, it's just been flowy and, you know, like years and years on the kit. Yeah. If you've been playing for 20 years, you're going to look good playing. Yeah. Where if you're kind of a beginner, you're going to look a bit rigid and, yeah. you know what I mean? It takes a while to develop kind of, and everyone has their own little thing. But anyway, the top drummer I am is kind of like a Travis Barker-ish. Like there's Josh Dunn from 21 Pilots, even Frank Zumo. Yep. Yep. Zumo's yep. in my category. Like I, I really like drummers that are in bands that are flowy and creative and really good drummers yeah right that's my thing then you have the whole like there's a whole nother bunch of drummers that are like crazy technical right whereas if anyone watched them it would kind of go over their head yeah you know what i mean and i'm, I'm into that but i'm definitely more into a really good you like the showman rock drummer who is yeah. a great performer yeah that, that's my thing where does josh manuel fit in then because remember uh, he, we we're talking he, about yeah, him so he he's kind of bridging the gap between the he, two because I was going to say he yeah. sort of feels like he's in the middle because yeah, he, he does like super yeah. crazy technical yeah. shit yeah. Yeah. but then he also like when you he's see him play live like he's so rad performing yeah like yeah. He, there's guys like that that that's fit in the middle and th- like that's kind of where I would lo- that's kind of ideally where I want to sit too you know yeah, really, okay. really 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 good but like there's dudes that shred on on both of us guys 100% you know yeah. he would tread on me and there's guys that would tread on him yeah for sure right? yeah it just kind of keeps going up and up and up and up and up yeah Um, you know but yeah so I don't know 
that that's kind of where I'm sitting. Yeah, I, I feel. Yeah, and I'm happy cool. with that. That's kind of where I like to. It's kind of where I like to be. Because there is levels to it. Like mm. there's levels to everything. Yeah, like man. you look at fuck me compared to Maddie riding a dirt bike mm. like my brother he fucking smokes me like yeah. looks like so much better on a bike than me yep and then I can look so much better than somebody else yep and then Jats Richo looks way better than both of us mm. and then it's like then James Stewart so there is those levels There's so that many you've, you've got to find yeah. your own thing yeah and, and like, what you like and, and, and kind of what you're the way you want to be really. yeah your own little thing There's so there, there is so many levels man you're right mm. and um you know, with drumming, especially right at the very top end, the shit that some of these drummers are doing is so beyond. Who would be the best, per, like, like craziest there's person? One, to look like, up. there's a guy called Virgil Donati who's an Australian. We gotta look that. Like, up. Look, look up this dude. Like, you go and watch. Like, I go and watch him. You'd watch him play. How would we spell it? Uh good question. If you go Virgil D O N, yeah, there he is. Um, it just goes over. See if he's got a YouTube channel. It just goes over my head even, you know? Really? Ah, oh, fully, man. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Um, we're just trying to look this up. I li- I, like, if you went and watched him play, it'd probably just go over your head too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm interested to, like, see what the... What, like, what the levels yeah, are. Yeah, like, I, I just want to see I'll show, it. I'll show you a couple of ripping guys that... Who I kind of like as well you ads hey I don't know I think I need to get the YouTube premium thing I watch enough YouTube hopefully this doesn't get <laughs> kicked off YouTube uh, I think he's got a band but it's like his own band like he just tours around people go and watch him play really yeah, so like he's like nerds. that good oh yeah it, like the most technical wow like there's things going on there that are just going over yeah. everyone's head. You so, know, like, what details What details are uh, you like, seeing? Pr- pr- I mean, predominantly, like, look at these time signatures popping up, Yeah, right? so it's like 13, 16. Yeah, so, I mean, like, he's... He'll go into certain things where his, his upper body will be playing, like, one uh, time signature and his feet will be playing a different time signature. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh. it's like, it has no real purpose in, like, radio music or whatever the stuff you hear on the radio but if you're a drum nerd like you froth on it big time yeah dude do you, do you know what I mean like it's yeah. like mathematics like it, there's crazy time signature. every limb will be doing a different time signature there's a few guys like him wow so every limb is doing yeah, its own at, thing at, at times yeah you know I don't know about right now but definitely at times they'll be doing crazy shit like that it's almost like a competition of just like technicality just most, right the most insane shit that you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes but total there, sense. But there's there's a thing called um, guitar center drum off, which you should look up some of that. That that has like stuff that did Zumo do one of those recently um, or something? No, I don't think he's done the drum off, but I think he's he's probably done something. Yeah, okay. Guitar center, you know, but like a lot of guys will go into this competition and come out in really big bands. Like if you go in and win this, you often so get picked up. Like this guy ago. up here, yeah, he. he um, plays in uh, Fever 333 who are like produced by Travis Barker and John Feldman really yeah they're doing really cool things and like you know it's just some crazy shit he's doing a handstand and playing drums with his hands while he's doing a handstand wow but then he gets on and just absolutely rips the shit out of it I want to hear this is that time signature part is that why you get that awkward feeling yeah that's why you can't just sit there and kind of listen to it yeah and, no- and nod your head because it's like rah, 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 rah. yeah yeah, because I, rem- I remember watching, like, Josh Manuel, like, the stuff that he'd do when it was just him in the 
studio like he wasn't exactly recording or anything like that yeah and the different stuff that he would and obviously like i'm not saying he's on these guys level i oh, probably is man he's a freak that guy but it's yeah. like fuck it was gnarly like, like yeah i've got his book and uh some of my students try to work through really? it. really he's got a book of a transcription of one of his albums and have like, you ever spoke to him or nah Dude, i should fully yeah. link you yeah, guys link, up i'd man. love to man i'd love to yeah he's a uh, he's such a great guy too like um, insanely good guy yeah he's insane man a lot of his stuff doesn't really repeat which is another thing so like when, so what do you mean by that so like when you play a song right you normally have like an intro verse chorus verse chorus middle bit chorus chorus yeah and it kind of repeats there's yeah. some kind of repeating thing like with a lot of his stuff like there are verses and choruses and shit but the drum patterns change ever so slightly yeah so to try and learn it hit for hit is just a nightmare yeah do you know right. what I mean it's because there's nothing to circle back to it's like you don't like yeah you don't like learn the eight bars of the verse and then that's the verse and then you're just deviating here and there with different oh. fills and stuff it's literally the whole thing the whole thing's like oh man this is a nightmare it's kind of, some of the behind Crimson Eyes stuff was like that yeah when right. I had to learn that it was a nightmare yeah okay it, like I kind of be halfway through I'm like yep first chorus done and then listen to the second verse I'm like oh man fuck this is brutal here we go again yeah fuck. well i know that with the issues dude so mm. they had a drummer before josh yeah and then ty uh he is a producer he goes on a low file now right. so ty accord he was the the two brothers so ty played the keyboard mm. and was the producer of the band and then sky played bass right and then uh they had a drummer and ty would actually um program the drums yeah right so gotcha. everything was programmed yep. in Ableton or yeah, whatever yeah, it was yeah, that yeah. they use and then they would give it to the drummer and the drummer like couldn't play yeah. the track yeah, yeah, yeah. so then their live show wasn't right like yep. and they just said like we need you need to like work harder to learn this and mm. I don't know whether it was a case of he didn't want to work hard enough to learn it or yep. he simply wasn't good enough to do it yep. but then Josh came in and Ty was like I could literally just program whatever I want and then he can do it wow. physically do it wow so like that that was that's, that's how we like, got it yeah and that's yeah. my only like interaction with the drums so like yeah. that's i've sort of based my knowledge yeah. around sort of what i saw and there's a lot of that man like because there's a lot of programs where you can program drums or like there's loops like crazy drum loops and you could just be a guitarist and plonk it in yeah and then ride around it yeah and you don't necessarily some like some guys know what they're doing with it some guys when they're writing just shit that they think sounds good yeah you know and like to play it it's like a fucking nightmare so mm. so that's the kind of thing like that makes it really hard man when you learn and program stuff like that yeah it's so difficult but it's cool for them to have like the freedom to be able to do, to whatever they do want. what they want and then know that they've got a dude yeah. that can sort of back yeah. it up man but it would take a lot of work crazy yeah eh? it doesn't even matter who you are like to to learn that kind of shit and nail it is just a lot of time yeah memory well, well he's like basically full-time on drums yeah like he doesn't really do anything else and when he's not doing the issues touring or recording stuff like i think he's got a school at his place like he has a studio right. so he's like he's sick man he, he's out right now or was recently with sjc this drum company yeah yeah team up with vans yep. and they yep. do like zumo did the last one last year like school of rock or some some I can't quite remember what it's called, but it's a sick thing. They yeah. don't do clinics yeah. with a famous drummer and kids get up and play with them. Yeah. He's, yeah, I saw he was just on one 
recently. Oh, that's awesome. His own kind of clinic tour with yeah. Vans, Vans and SJC. Yeah, I should definitely try and link you guys up. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Shit, yeah, man. Because I didn't know that your guys would like read his books and stuff. Yeah, dude. He's like, a, he's a boss. That's crazy. In that, especially in that heavy kind yeah. of scene. Like he's a, he's a full, full lord. And his drum videos are sick. Yeah, he puts like, you should look Josh Manuel type that Yeah. In. Like um, the production on his, yeah. the, the dark, it's dark Pokemon kit. Yeah. Like that shit's like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's on it. Yeah. It was really cool working with him because mm. he, um, damn, he's got 35,000 subscribers now. Uh, I wonder what's a good one. What? Oh, Flojo is pretty sick. Play, play that. Yeah. Flojo is like a, ra- a real I've, random song. I've that had they've... a student try to, well, I've had a student work through this. It's oh, ridi- really? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Sorry, we're just nerding out on other people's drumming. Oh, this is for sure going to get us kicked off YouTube. <laughs> Dude, it was so fun working with these guys. I miss them, eh? Sick band, man. Oh, such a unique group of dudes. I um, I caught up with August Burns Red, their drummer, Matt Griner, who's kind of similar genre I guess music to this like quite heavy and technical drums yeah I uh, caught up with him the other Friday and, and interviewed him and he's like he's like quite a well-known drummer as well around the world um but it's crazy man like that would he's August Burns Red I don't know if you yeah would have heard of them they did like a 10-year album tour they were just out here for it uh one of, one of their albums Constellations and um his drumming doesn't really repeat either yeah and I was like so what's the go like did you have to learn all this shit again? Like, is it a, is it a drag? And he's like, he actually looked up YouTube. He found this kid who did YouTube covers of that album. This kid did the whole album, like twenty wow. year old kid did the whole album. Matt Grine actually went to this kid's YouTube channel and watched wow. three or four songs that he hasn't played for ten years and relearned them from watching this kid's videos. Unbelievable! Yeah, like <laughs> how yeah, cool is that? Yeah, he told that story. I was like, fuck that, and he reached out to the kid and he's like, hey, it's Matt Griner your videos are amazing, you know, I'm learning the songs again from you. And the kid's like, you ain't Matt Griner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd think that was the yeah, biggest Yeah, you're like, whatever, man. Yeah. But like, that was sick. But same thing for him. I was like, fuck, so you just have to go and relearn it and, you know, spend, spend hours relearning that shit because you can't just, it doesn't just kind of come yeah. out. Yeah, because I, I played guitar the whole time I was in school. Oh. So from when I was like in year, fuck, when would I have started? like year three or year four, like Mm. really early on. Mm. And then I did music, literally music lessons the whole time I was in primary school. No way, yeah. And then I I just played in bands and shit as a kid. What kind of bands? Just we'd play like System of a Down, Metallica, Rage Against the Machine, like all all that shit. And like, yeah, Sum 41, Blink-182, all that. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. Like now I can play like the fucking... um, like the unforgiven solo like yeah. i can still literally oh, play still a whole shit from but only yeah. the stuff that's Sections. super hard yeah right. because that's the shit that i had to like practice Heaps. so much yeah but all this sh- like i fucking can't remember like literally anything yeah but when i play like i've had a couple times where i picked up a guitar again or like a friend's left the guitar at my house or mm. something like that and yeah. then i've got on youtube and i've relearned something yeah and there is a certain muscle memory there yeah, fully and like technically i can still play the guitar yeah 
And I used to play drums a bunch too. Yes, yeah, but the technically you can still play it. Yeah. But the memory, it's gone from your memory. Yeah. And then you you've got to go in and I so like that's just me playing like a super amateur level. Like yeah. I cannot imagine being a oh. guy like that that is playing something so incredibly technical to then have to go back and and, and relearn, relearn that. Yeah. Huge. Insane. Huge eh? job. So that that was a cool story, man. Yeah. Because I often wonder with guys like that, it's like, are you just kind of like. Like when you record it, is it kind of just like a bit of an improv thing? You, you like you kind of have like eighty percent of it down, and then the rest you kind of just making up. Yeah. And he's like, him in particular, he was like, no, 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 I've got 98 percent down. Yeah. And there's two percent moving shit around. Are you moving around much when you're doing live shows? Yeah, these I'm, moving days? Around, I'm moving around heaps, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never play the same thing twice. That's cool. Yeah. I like having the freedom. I, I like, I like, I call it maybe eighty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, eighty percent on what you have to be on with, and the twenty percent do what you're feeling yeah okay. a little bit you know as long as it's musical and doesn't get in the way yeah i kind of like to have a little bit of freedom there so i'm not just fully locked in thinking heaps yeah you know, okay. i just do the shit that i have to do which is easy after you do it a thousand times yeah and then just throw a little bit of magic on top here and there yeah. or a little bit of not magic yeah or, or right. however you're playing on the day yeah you know, sometimes if sometimes i play and i won't feel that good and i'll just hold it back a little bit yeah sometimes i'll play and i'll be like fuck i feel like i can rip out some shit today you know, rip a few little bits and pieces out. Just, yeah, kind of just what I'm comfortable with. Yeah, and there would be a balance because, like, the drummer is the backbone of the performance. Oh, yeah, dude. Say, with B&E, I I can't get in the way too much. You know what I mean? I've got a role and I kind of just fill it. Um, And they let me do some... They're cool with me doing whatever, but I never go too crazy because it just gets in the way of shit. People want to hear the boys rap and hear the song. So you can't be up the back just... Just doing whatever the, yeah. whatever you want yeah. you know what I mean I just feel like who's this dude think he is yeah. ripping over the fucking ripping over that shit but yeah it's it's cool man so when did um so your first gig was at 12 at the school but when did you um when did you start to like what was your first band out of school like trying to get a record deal and play shows yeah. and like do that yeah become like an artist you know so it was um it was the same high school band basically we stuck stuck we played all through high school then we'd play at the pub when we were like 16 and then then we started kind of playing the local venue Crover in ballarat and then you know we were probably in our early 20s and moved to melbourne when i was probably 19 with with my band to, that's to, to yeah be, that's to be right. uni yeah uh and we'd fucking band practice in our lounge room dude we lived in like the burbs and we would band practice every night in our lounge room from like seven till nine as loud as you can as loud as you can be we were like dead keen on it you know and and then because that was your parents rule right that you could do music if you did uni yeah like yeah yeah yeah. i, w- I went to uni in melbourne and did town planning but like the whole time man i was just I was <laughs> can just you believe this fucking, was a fucking uni for town planning? i was just playing drums like every night you know i was just like the first two years of uni were easy man i just yeah. smashed it and then the third year it got fucking hard yeah. Like I had to design buildings and shit, and like I the night before it would be due an assignment. Like I'd draw up some shit building and go in and like the lecturer would like laugh at me, like fuck, dude, what is that? I was like, this isn't for me. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. And then, but where the music got like so, the music oh, so, got so, so then, so then I joined behind Crimson Eyes. Um, oh, it might be the top bit actually. Yeah, the XLR there. I feel sometimes they just fuck a wig out a bit. I'll try not to move it. Yeah, you fucking... Um, yeah, I joined Behind Crimson Eyes not long after that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so what was the process of, like, joining that band? So, the, the cool thing is with that. So, with, with my first band, we were doing some more gigs and that, but I was kind of getting a bit frustrated with where I was at. 
like I felt like I was playing all right but I just wasn't doing enough yeah so, so I went in and did some videos I did one video in particular I probably worked on it for two months like I, I mashed up this is fuck just when YouTube started pretty much mm. I mashed up like hip-hop marching drums and reggae I did three different styles to kind of showcase what I could do mm. um, and then the behind grooms and eyes kind of thing came up I knew they needed a drummer and basically I had one sick content piece just to show that I could play and there wasn't much of that around back then mm. um, there was little bits and pieces there was one Usher cover of this this dude did an Usher cover I got inspo from that basically yeah um, and that was it I kind of sent them a video just said hey I don't know if you've got someone but I'm keen yeah. and they basically looked at that because it was shot really well and, I, and it was playing done a, different styles yeah different styles in a studio like ripping as hard as I could yeah they were like fuck yeah let's go so with that because um, I remember when we were playing in bands and stuff like I didn't put any effort into like the musical theory side of things so mm. I didn't really understand music mm. I could play shit really well mm. but I was just copying yeah you know what i mean like you'd get a tab book yeah. or whatever and yeah. so i was like i was fucking great at playing the guitar and i yeah. could do it but i didn't know about music yeah so like i could play all that fucking metal shit mm. and all the songs that i was into i could play well yeah but i never understood the musical theory so mm. like if i was not that it was something i wanted to do but it yeah. was like if i ever was like oh they're looking for a guitarist mm. i could never have played different styles of music right. so like is that is that super important for like a young musician to like really just understand your all of your instruments yeah. and the different styles? Obviously, yep. you're always going to have a preference that you gravitate yep. towards. Yeah, but it's like knowing the theory, knowing. Yeah, I think it is. You know, like it's not the be all and end all. Mm. I, I think what's important is kind of that's the video right there. Yeah, I think look how grainy it is. It was sick oh, dude, ten years ago. Turn that shit up. I got the black V neck on. Oh, there's a classic bit. I do the marching drums and I have a blue hat sideways. Is there no sound on this? There it is. Yeah, it's the reggae. Oh, yeah. I learned how to chop up, program all the beats and shit as well, you know, build the backing track. Oh, yeah. Um, but it is important, man. You know, but at the same time, I can't play jazz. Like, I'm shocking. If you put me in a jazz band, I'd just fumble. You just got, I kind of, I'm good at what I'm good at. I feel like you would be able to get oh, it I if could you kind put of, the time I into could, it. Though, I right? could figure it out, but I just kind of was. I just knew what I wanted to do. And yeah, I kind of got. I just. But you did do that, understand you know? the music, like that. Yeah, you no, understand I, your instrument. Yeah, I know a lot. Of, I know a lot. Yeah, I know heaps. Yeah, you know, there's heaps more to learn though. Mm. There's guys who know way more than me. Yeah, but like I know a lot. So like, what do you because, like, there's. For me now, with like the jujitsu stuff, I have so many. I feel like I can just assign different things mm. to like, because of the jujitsu thing. Like that's where I'm at. I yep. know a lot, but yep. I know nothing at yep. the same time. Same. So it's same. like I can sort of think like, oh, this is what I know about this, and like mm. nobody that doesn't understand jujitsu mm. would be able to even comprehend what's actually yeah. going on here. Yeah, fully. and that's the same with drumming. But exact like, same. do you have any examples of that shit? that is like something that's just super nerdy and techy and complicated that is in that like theory land that just people wouldn't understand because that shit's so interesting to me i mean the the most all drumming really is right is just you have the click you've got the tempo and then you have specific rhythms that work right there's like say you have one bar you have four counts you break it down into there's two there's four six eight 
12, 16, it just kind of keeps going like yeah, that. Yeah. Then there's all these other kind of li- smaller ones. There's fives and sevens and shit, which I don't even fuck with. Really? Um, yeah, I don't even know. Like, yeah, I don't even know what that is. Um, but all it really is, man, is just fitting rhythms into that time. Okay. In, into the tempo. Yeah. That's really all all that it all comes down to. Yeah. As you got single hits, right, left, right, left, right, left. Then you have double hits, right, right, left, left. And then you have rhythms to kind of pop into that tempo. There's Sammy Moore. Come in, Sammy. And that, that's that's pretty much all it is. Yeah, right. But like the subtleties are like how hard you hit it, where there's like different ways to hit the drums to get fucking different sounds. Yeah. You know, snare, like you can do different rim shots. Different parts of the snare. Yeah, rim shots, ghost notes. Yeah. Um, how fluid your hits are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the other thing. You just all all it is is rhythms, but how fluid you have them and and how you play dynamically. Yeah. Like you know, your interpretation how, of yeah. those bars and what yeah. you can like, can fit in. Like you could have a, a drum beat written down on a bit of paper. Yeah. I could give it to a four year old and teach them how to play it. Yeah. Like on paper they're playing it right. You could give it to like a pro it sounds completely it sounds different. fucking unbelievable. Yeah. It's just the subtle little ways they're hitting it. Yeah. Their their groove, you know, how they play around the time, how they hit the drum, what kind of a sound they get from the kit. Yeah. Shit like that. A lot of it's just the sound you get from the kit. Yeah. That, that's the other thing. Like you can play a song in time and pl- play it how it's written, but the difference between one guy you and a different guy, yeah. like the different guy will make it sound better. Yeah. You know? Well, because there's a thing that is definitely with jiu-jitsu is like you can't that you could know everything theoretically Mm. but like it doesn't matter like you still you need to put in the time like there's so much time and then there's like a saying like invisible jiu-jitsu and it's like the shit that somebody that's at the complete utter top 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 don't even know that they're doing mm. and they couldn't even tell you that it exists yeah. but there's certain things like with my coach for example like yeah. he's just one of those dudes he's been doing it 20 something years and it's like every day for 20 years he's done jujitsu mm. to the point where like he just doesn't even know what the fuck he's doing yeah but it's just like impossible to deal with him yeah yeah sometimes there's there's things you don't even realize you're doing as you said like yeah. like there was one uh moment where i was teaching someone like this rhythm <clears throat> and and above it was the the sticking of how you stick it right right left left or whatever yeah and I didn't even teach them the sticking because I was so used to playing that yeah that I just forgot that yeah that that's this like there's a particular sticking for certain rhythms yeah but I've done it so long yeah that my didn't brain even didn't even it. think to like tell them that and they're like what's the go of the sticking I'm like oh fuck I suppose I should tell you Jesus Christ yeah sorry <laughs> so what how would we look up like what a drum beat looks like on paper I oh, just do like drum transcription okay yeah it's it's pretty easy to man it's like the easiest one to read there you go so that's it there so, so like how would you explain this because I've never even looked at this <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> this shit's so interesting to me. we're going deep man I love it yeah I fucking froth this shit I love toxicity drum score oh, I, I used to be able to play this on drums so this would actually be all interesting right, right, to now, know now there's all your notes there okay right? now if we pause that right the only ones that really matter you go uh, you go hi-hat that first cross here yeah right you start with a hi-hat you start with a kick bass drum down the bottom this one here yep yep and yep. then there's a snare in the middle here yep Oh, so that's literally like yeah hi-hat up the top kick down the bottom snare in the middle and it's literally like that your your hi-hat's up here he kicks down the bottom he snares in the middle yeah that's 98% of your beats right there yeah okay they're that like I start on that for 
ages with kids. So you know, you'll literally delete everything else and just Fully. be like, only do this yeah. three things that's until all, you get the base level. That's of all the beat. you need to know, and then and the hardest thing is just reading the rhythms, right? The rhythms are the hard. So the that hard would part. be like a ticker ticker or TT or no, there's heat, like just yeah, the, the rhythms in the hard bit. Yeah, like okay. it gets more complex. Like so play this push, through play, now, yeah, yeah. We're fucking we're we're, we're figuring fucking, shit we're out. Fucking deep. But all the other shit, it's the rhythms. You're just hitting different shit. And like the toms are like notation above the snare, the high toms. And the oh Jesus! Shit, we got some we got some flams going on here. We've got some open hi hats. Those circles are open hi hats. You got some triplets wow. up top. No, nah, this is quite this is quite <laughs> difficult, man. This is fucking rad though. Say say yeah. if you pause it, like. So you could play this beat on the table now based off reading that, right? Yeah. So play that. Play that. Okay. Um, fucking hell. So this little thing here is like a little um, a press where it kind of like it, like it kind of yeah, presses on the like, skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, see, yeah. the way they're writing this little first snare is a little ghost note. See how it's smaller than these other snares? Yes. Which means you just hit it a little bit yeah, softer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, that's so rad. What's that there? Is that that's the, that's the, yeah, that's the tempo. Beats per minute, yeah. Fuck, this shit's sick. And it's also weird because it's a, a dotted, um, a dotted note as well. So what does that mean? Uh, it's kind of like swung-ish. Okay. In a way. So, yeah. So this is just guitar tabs essentially, but for... This drums. is proper notation. Oh, so this is so tabs, yeah, because tabs aren't notation. That's nah. like a fretboard, yeah. basically. Often when you get drum tabs, they're dodgy. Okay, like they're not. No, you never really get good drum tabs. So this is where you'd spend you your get energy. Drum transcription. Yeah, there's a few sites where it's like good dudes. You really, know, you know it's gonna be good. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man, and it's sick because you you listen to the song, you don't pick up on shit. Yeah. Sometimes you be like, oh, it's easy, and then you look at it transcribed, and you're like, fuck, it's actually really hard. So how do you know though that you're playing it right? Because I could see that if you, I guess obviously you've got the track to reference. Yeah. But it'd be hard to the pace of what's happening. Like, oh yeah. It'd be hard to oh. even know that you're doing it right. Dude, yeah, and 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 to be honest, when you're learning a song, you. <laughs> A lot of the time you don't do it a hundred percent what it's written as because yeah. it's, it's like too much time spent on little things that don't really matter. Okay, do you know what I mean? It's too many little nibbly little bits that fucking doesn't matter if they're there or not. Yeah, you just really want to get the main grooves. It's down like you said that three. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. So what are the what is one of those because this has got that that crazy fill that goes into it. So what is it? Because this is still bass. Yeah. This is just like this is verse beat. I'm, this I'm is guessing. high top snare. And bass, right? Oh, yep. hi hat. Sorry. So that's literally the only things on this page. So yep. go forward a bit. Man. And again, that's the that's the main stuff you're gonna see. Yeah. And there's yeah. toms earlier where they're rolling around the kit. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to see when it changes, like yeah. just a bit, <laughs> just to visually see. Yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if anyone is gonna be interested in this. <laughs> 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 but I don't this give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. This was this is for the drum nerds out there. This is the first podcast I've done, which hasn't been a drum. Drum podcast. Like an actual drum podcast. Yeah, full on drum one. It's sick. Here uh, we go. go. Here's a few times yeah. here. So play that. Okay. So, so, so up here, yeah. you've got these toms. So see. So that's when it goes. That goes, that's, that goes up one. So he's obviously got a couple of toms up here. Then yeah. back to the snare, up another, down to the floor, back to the snare, 
up and then back on the snare. So um, uh, it'd be like ah tricky right you're gonna go right left left so you're gonna go right left right left right left right left right left right left left right normally you stick right left right left but that's gonna be a weird so how do you know that it's left or right well you could do you could do both by listening to it it sounds like it's right left right left right left and you can pull it ideally you do it right left right left because it's going to be smoother and cleaner yeah um if you can if you can physically do that right left right left you do it right left right left yeah and you can but how do you know like is there a certain uh there's not really so that's that's up to you yeah so whatever you can kind of get to (laughs) yeah so then that would be like where your technicality comes in as to where it's like easier for you to do yeah you can interpret shit like you can hear that and kind of know what the sticking is mm. as i was saying before yeah 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 you know what i mean yeah but it's you not could necessarily technically play that however yeah as long as you hit the fucking things at the right time yeah yeah well i've just learned something extremely new that i yeah. had no fucking <laughs> idea about but yeah you're bitten off quite a, quite a tricky uh quite a tricky track there he's, he's a bit of a beast yeah but it's yeah. So, like to, it's and so like, interesting and say like these other little ones with the little notes in front of them yeah they're called flam so here's a little thing for everyone to learn right when you watch a good drummer play say if they hit the snare the main one at the same time with, you know you see drummers do yes, that yeah. they're always, there's always a little gap there because it's like it's like a trampoline like like a double bounce double bounce if you hit them at the same time it sounds shit yeah and, and it's like, so it's like double, uh, double bounce uh, trampoline uh, yeah, okay. yeah so whenever you see them doing that one's always coming down first Aye. that's called a flam my man <laughs> <laughs> it's called a flam and flam on boys say oh, I, oh, there's nothing I like more doing than sitting down behind the drums and dropping a couple of flams Jason <laughs> <laughs> fucking flam me up big boy oh fuck you can split those flams around the toms and you sound like a big badass mate (laughs) (laughs) do you get like kids being like I just want to learn how to flam properly oh no never but uh, oh Jesus who's this guy oh how to play a flam (laughs) he does look like a Lego dude nah I I don't they don't ask about flams too much but when they don't do flams boy I tell them about it really yeah, it sounds like bad, flam out, man. son. Flam but out. When you're playing drums and you don't flam, oh no. Nah. So that's just that invisible jujitsu shit. Yeah, you, oh, you got to flam that shit, man. What are you doing? <laughs> that's so fucking cool, dude. I've seen some of your kids, man. They're fucking killers. Oh, they're weapons, bro. Full killers. Weapons. That must be such a sick feeling. Yeah, it is. They're getting sponsored and shit. I got kids getting sponsored left, right, and center. Really? Yeah, like by fucking massive drum brands. No hey, shit. Hey, check check out um. Jacob Biviano. Put him on. Put put his IG on the screen. Yeah, we'll like this, this, this kid's like out. this kid's twenty, and uh, he just grinds so fucking hard, man. Like every day he practices two hours a day. Comes and gets two lessons with me a week. Wow. And he like he's like shooting videos. Um, it's fucking skate parks. On he's like my next video is gonna be on a boat. <laughs> like like uh, mini man. Uncle my Dan. Boy. Yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> get it, man. Um, Professor Dan. Yeah, Professor Dan. Have you got young Jacob Biviano? There he is. Oh, is he private? Oh, oh is he on the private? What about... Go oh, Biviano sorry. drums. Biviano, Biviano drums, yeah. yeah. yeah Smart, like, man. Yeah, yeah, Keeping the thoughts out of that account. Dude, how's his kit, bro? Yeah, it's the same kind of deal as mine. Uh, he won't kick us off YouTube, so no, let's no, no, play no. this shit. Yeah. So he's actually getting some gigs with some sick Aussie rappers. Really? Yeah, dude. He's he's um 
Chevy Levitt is a dude and Mer- uh, Mitchos, Mitchos the Menace. Really? Like, Mitchos gets sounds millions like, of views, man. Sounds like my kind of dude. Yeah. So this is him. Yeah, this is my boy. Dope haircut too. Yeah. Just grinding. 20-year-old grinder. Are you picking apart his shit like as he's doing it to you? Like, mm, come on, bro. Yeah, he's a... You flaming out? Ah, uh, he's flaming out. So he actually recorded <laughs> this in my studio. And this is like a clip as, as such, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to actually record it live is... Yeah, it's yeah. It's a big job. Yeah. Like you said, it's like 10 mics. He's a funny kid, actually. He had to... um. He had to mute his symbol here. Yeah. He's got a towel underneath it hanging off it. He's like, he sent me a photo. He's like, what do you think about the, like, is this all right? And I said, show us. And he sent me that. I was like, oh, bro, that's a big towel. <laughs> Fuck, his kit's sick. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Literally He's just got sponsored kit. by DW Drums. It's like the, one of the biggest drum brands in the world. That must make you super proud to see oh, this sick, shit, man. man. He's, yeah, he's ripping it. But like the funny, with Jacob, like he just listens he listens to everything I say pretty much. Yeah. Like even when I'm not telling, giving him advice, he, yeah. he just picks up on He's shit. He's just soaking it up. Yeah. Like I was telling him about this, mic, the mics I use. Next thing, he brings me from the fucking, the Audix factories with the dude who owns it. Uh, he's oh yeah, I'm with Graham here. I've just, just gotten sponsored. I'm like, what? Fuck. Yeah. He's, How good is that? Yeah. Just goes and gets it. That's so rad, man. Like, yeah. and you just got to think like the sky's got to be the limit for this kid, really. Like, if he's this young well, and working doing, that hard. Yeah, he's doing better than what I was doing. Heaps better. Like, yeah, this Mitchos dude's big, man, in, like, kind of the yeah the Aussie lad rap, I guess. I don't know what yeah, it's called, but that, yeah. that kind of thing. That's sick. So, yeah, so it's, it's going well, man. It's good to watch uh, watch some kids come up. I'm going to give him a follow. Give him a follow, bro. Um, He'll be fucking frothing to get him a clip for the clip for the gram. Viviano Drums. Yeah, there he is. There's, that's him at the skate park just sending it. What a boss, dude. Yeah. It's good. Just does it all himself. So, like, is the reason why you haven't just gone full-time with the school stuff is, you like, you just like working for Monster too much? Well, yeah, man. It's it's kind of weird because it's a really good job. It's a Monster sick, or, yeah, Monster. or everything kind of is yeah, really yeah, well, you do. Good. Yeah, good, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, man. I've been there for a long time and um, it's a really good company to work for. And, you know, if, if it was... Because like surely you got to get there's got to be a, a crossroads at some point yeah. in the future, right? Yeah. You just try not to yeah. think about it. Well, no, I think about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I've got it good at the minute. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, what could I maybe be doing? Or yeah. well, I don't know. That's it's you know it's really if it wasn't that good I wouldn't be there. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I've kind of got the best of both worlds at the minute. Yeah. I've got a really good like corporate job. Yeah. Which isn't that corporate It's corporate but Fucking... It's, it's, wait, Dan Kirby just said, I've got a corporate job. <laughs> <laughs> well, well... It, Lol. Well, yeah. But, you know, yeah. like, it's, it's a... No, you yeah, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Mon- yeah. Monster is monster. And, you are uh, quite professional when you're yeah, being professional too. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, uh, and uh, I mean, so that's sick. Yeah. You know, and then the school's sick and gig's sick. It just gets... It does fucking get hard, man. Yeah. Like, like things give here and there when certain things fire off. Like, when, when B&E drop a new record and we're out touring that... Yeah. Fuck. Which is soon, right? Well, it'll be next year. Okay. It'll be next year. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of the demos and whatnot, and it's sounding very good. So yeah, that's going to be exciting, man. But so the whole thing is, like, they'll drop an album, we'll tour it hard for a year, and then nothing happens for a year. You know, it's kind of the cycle. Mm. So I can't just play drums for b and Yeah. I need other shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to be able to eat and yeah. survive and strive. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, <laughs> yeah, you but just feel, keep pushing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like yeah, it'd, it'd be so hard to maintain what you've got going, like because you're juggling like yeah. really three. F- obviously, Blissness is not full time, but yeah. like but you when could it fires, it's full time. But like yeah, much, and, yeah, and you could essentially like you could put hours of practice a day into being mm. a drummer as well if mm. you you know what I mean. A hundred percent. So that's, like, that's like I'm compromising things here and there, yeah. and you know, like it's good financially doing double job. Yeah. that's great you know it's allowed me to kind of get ahead and stuff but and and actually opens up doors for me to do other things like mm. i can do these series with zoom i can fucking go to america when i want and so you're just using your own cash for that stuff at the minute i am yeah yeah we're trying to find a home yeah at the minute yeah so i mean i think we will i think i, you I, I, I don't sure i don't too. think i'll you know that's it's again like you got to do shit to make shit happen like yeah. it's not just going to happen itself and not you, you got to invest a little bit into it initially to to get the ball rolling you know yeah um which I believe it'll it'll all come back 100% yeah and some and I think it's one of those things too but like when you're super passionate about something like you look at like Sam with Fist even it's like the amount of money that he put into it over time and the amount of sacrifice that you make Mm. and it's like even with this like this studio is expensive as fuck but like wasn't really making the money at the time to do the return it was still mm. not making the money but it's like i just want to do it like yeah. i just want it to happen yeah, and it's for me like i want yeah. it to happen you know yeah and, and then it's gonna happen you yeah because that, like that's what you want to do and that's what you're interested in and that's where your talent is mm. you know that's shit's gonna happen it's just a matter of it's just a matter of time it's gonna it's gonna happen you know yeah that's already happening you know so, same as myself there's, there's things going on that it, yeah i fucking can't believe are going on do you know what i mean and it's just because I think it's cool and I want to do it. Yeah. And then it's also like, fuck, how far can you take it as yeah. well? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm pretty super jacked on the new series, man, because I, I really think it's a, a new kind of thing. Yeah. You know? It's a different approach and it's a fun adventure. Yeah. And like, I'm just, I just kind of want to fucking see how far I can take it. Yeah. And what kind of crazy shit we can pull off. Dude, like, even just the first clip that you and Zoom yeah. did is just it's, it's so rad. And it's then obviously the stuff that you did in, in LA would have been yeah, cool as it's well. Fucking outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. You so, don't know the, you don't, they're the kind of things too where you're like, man, you just don't know where that could go. And no. like you've always got to then one up it. Like even this thing with Bennett. Mm. As Supercross, it's like, yep. what the fuck are you supposed to do after yeah. that? Like, I know you'll do something <laughs> yeah. that will be better. Yeah, of but course. it's like right now, yeah, you're, yeah right now, you're like, right, Super Bowl. Like, like right now, I'm, I'm saying to the boys, "Fuck, we're gonna do this best run video ever, ever done." Yeah, that's just my attitude. Like, whether it's correct or not, it's, it's subjective. But I think we're gonna come up with the fucking sickest thing that anyone's seen on drum kit. Like between two drummers, like there's been some classic ones over the years. Mm. I got a good feeling we're gonna fucking you know we're gonna top it with with everything we've got going on and then not that it's competition but i for me personally yeah. what i think we're going to create is going to be fucking yeah you've got like that in, there yeah but that that internal drive that you've got to do that yeah. is like that's been the same since you were 12 yeah. really and there's no real reason for it like why do you want to do the sickest drum video ever because i fucking want to have you thought about what like the thing is that drives you to work so hard yeah, sometimes what do you reckon yeah, it I, is I, Fuck, I don't know, man. I've always just wanted to do cool shit, and yeah. it's never been like for money because I'm, you know, it's not about that. Because I'm not fucking really, rich. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I'm spending all my money on this shit, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, because like when you're 12 and you're performing at a school and you love it, it's yeah. like you're not thinking about money at 12 because no. you don't really even know what it is. No, you're like, fuck, that was sick. Or well, the only thing at 12 in connection to money is like borrowing lollies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know like, what I mean? There's no nothing to do with that. It's just 
just I don't know man I just like it hey but you're just the dude too like you know when, when we did this podcast with Bliss mm. like he just credits so much of even his own motivation yeah. to you and yeah. Sam's the same where yeah. it's like man I just fucking talk to Kirby when I yeah. want to get fired up and like you've got that effect on people yeah, and it's I like love that yeah but like where does that even come from like it's yeah. got to come from somewhere yeah. crazy in you like that yeah. that to me is so yeah. fucking cool that you have that yeah and then you give that to other people Dude, and that's fucking that's cool hearing that you know because like say sammy and jonathan are a couple of the guys that i'm in contact with all the time and mm. there's a reason i'm in contact with them apart from being like best mates with them it's because of the vibe they give off and we kind of feed each other mm. you know what i mean like i want to be I want to be around, I want to be talking to someone like Sammy and just hearing about the sick shit he's doing, how well his business is going. And yeah. and, and it's all because he's got that thing as well yeah. where he's just been doing it forever and, and he does it because he loves it. And you know what I mean? It's yeah. that vibe. It's it's not, there's no negativity there. There's no one kind of... Complaining. Uh, all of these guys have um, visions and dreams and shit which are large and grand. And, and when you're talking to them, it's like... Um, the the opportunities and the future is fucking unlimited. Yeah, there's, there's no cap on what's gonna happen. Like I'll fucking call John and and be like, man, let's go, let's yeah. f- like fucking let's come on, let's do some. You know what's gonna happen with this new tour? What the new B and E album sound? You're rapping like a fucking animal. Like, yeah, what's let's fucking let's go. Like imagine the live show, what we can do, and we talk about that. And then we're like, fuck, man, you gotta get to the states. Let's go come on let's go bigger and bigger and bigger and then he fires up he's like yeah fuck yeah you know and then it's just a, it's just that energy i love that it's contagious you know all of my really close friends have that yeah they've all got something that they do and like my best mate andy's off his head with his business man like he owns 15 gyms he was a carpenter i used to live with him he was in my band he was a carpenter whose car would get robbed he'd get his tools stolen every fucking second month you know grinding out like hard 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 and then then one day he said i'm gonna be a pt and i'm gonna open a gym and he fucking bleased out the biggest fucking warehouse in melbourne city you could imagine walked in there and i was like what <sighs> you know he had no business experience and he just started and now he's fucking got 15 gyms killing it and it's all because he had this thing in his head where he's a little bit different to everyone else yeah. he thinks a little bit differently and he and his drive and his thought process is just like no one really you know that i've met but but all my friends kind of have that mm. kind of thing you know but i like i'll catch up with him and i'll leave breakfast how busy i am i'll leave breakfast going fuck i'm not busy i'm lazy i'm lazy what am i doing like sometimes we'll catch up at breakfast and i stop him mid-conversation and go mate who the fuck do you hang around to think like who who do you who is in your circle right now because you're off your head yeah like in an epic way yeah do you know what i mean and that shit inspires me because it's like i've seen my best mate fucking go and murder it off his own back when when no one really believed in it like yeah he, you know like he he just believed in himself and he had no business experience he's, he's killed it you know in a f- foreign industry to him at the time yeah and and to have i'm fucking lucky to have someone like that in my life to yeah to bounce off and he's the guy who got me all my students to start off with it right yeah you know what i mean yeah. so but shit like that same thing with you know with sammy he's, he's killing it like i've seen sammy start fucking washing mats at a bar at five in the morning yeah. freezing rain like you know going through like just grinding his ass off you know and working three jobs and, and, and plus doing, like the thing that i love about sam that he doesn't get like he's blushing over there yeah doesn't get enough credit for is like he literally made a million dollars off rockstar yeah and then went basically broke off that yeah. at a young age like that would fucking crush 
people's souls. Ah. Like the, the average person that made that much money mm. like quickly mm. and then got fucking brought back down to earth would just be like dog with a tail between its legs fucking out of there I'm yeah. never doing business again yeah. and it's like and now 10 years later look at Fist yeah. it's fucking retarded man it's crazy I remember meeting Sammy on the first night we met it was at a 28 days gig so I know Sammy through 28 days yeah, so right. our old um, like tech slash uh, tour manager Jesse was, was in oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah so Jesse brings Sammy to the gig he's like oh I've got this guy Sammy he's got this cool rock star car or whatever and anyway fucking Sammy rolled in this sick V8 ute I remember all, that thing things. the and black fucking rock star yeah ute. and he's yeah. like I own this glove company we had a few beers and he was showing me BMX dudes doing this thing and you know and fucking look at where it's at now yeah. I've often thought about it and like Sammy Moore's talent is not only business savvy but like his personality yeah like Sammy's got the personality of a fucking warrior. Everyone, everyone wants to be his mate. Yeah, you know what I mean. What a lord. Yeah, it's fucking like the. I've been reading some shit lately. Like one of well, one of the books I'm reading at the moment is How yeah. to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. You ever heard of it? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's fucking rad. I love it because it was written in the 30s. Mm. So it's like super old, and mm. all the references are to like. Um, Benjamin Franklin and fucking Abraham Lincoln and mm. uh, Henry Ford, like old school G's mm. that literally like built the world's economy. Mm. And all of them, all of the shit they say at like this that was the secret to their success mm. is being able to deal with people. Yeah. And it's like, that's what you look, that's what I look like in like Sammy and Maddie. Yeah, like my, my brother fucking kills it as mm. well. And like, that's because he's just the dude that everyone wants to be around and mm. like the other thing i was thinking when you were saying it mm. uh like when you were just talking before is that mm. i feel like as well when i talk to you when mm. i talk to maddie when i talk mm. to sam when i talk to all of my friends like one mm. of my buddies shane that i do jujitsu with he's just opened a gym mm. and it's like i just don't fucking doubt them mm. You know, yeah, like yeah, if you fully. call me, like when you're saying this fucking, all the stuff that you're going to do, like before, mm. well, before the podcast, mm. you hadn't done the Frank Zumo thing mm. at the last time we did it. Yeah. You hadn't yeah. done that. Yeah. Here you are fucking a couple months later yeah. and it's done. Crushed it. Crushed and it's it like the, the people that I'm around, mm. I don't fucking doubt these people. Yeah. And it, I, maybe that's what it is then that lets you really feed off that energy because mm. it's like I fucking know when Dan Kirby says he's mm. gonna do something he's got an idea yeah. it's gonna fucking happen yeah. and maybe that's the thing that lets you get fired up and yeah. the, the, like people aren't letting you down mm. with all, like the all talk no action yeah, like when Bliss said he was gonna run that marathon with mm. you yeah, you know, and like he smashed it, and then like he fucking did it. Yeah, and it's like Sammy's talking about his glove company, and he fucking did yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's the best man watching yeah. people fucking do it. And it does. It gives you trust in them and, and faith that they are going to do it. They're not just talking shit. And it lets you then be fired up, yeah. right? Because when you hear their ideas and their plans, you know it's not just a whole bunch of shit talk. Mm. You know what I mean? And like the more wild it is, the better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The fucking more wild, the better. Because, I, dude, I always think about, like, because even me and Sam, it's like, I was probably 18 or 19 when I met Sam. Mm. And, like, he was just basically being, like, a free team manager to Rockstar in Australia. Mm. Like, just trying to make it happen. Mm. And it's, like, to come that far yeah. and just to see how much shit has been done and then the people mm. that you meet along the way. And it's, like, there's it's so rewarding, especially when you know, like, how hard it was yeah. the people as well like your mate getting his tools stolen and yeah. shit it's just like all the tales of success are just tales of like fucking blind faith and perseverance yeah 
fully yeah and just the belief yeah insane belief yeah and a lot of like and that the thing that i love the most right about a lot of my really close friends is that they're a little bit different often you know yeah they're a little bit different and they think a little bit different and and a lot of times you know people talk a bit of shit or they might you know there's a lot of talk talk and a lot of people talk a bit of shit if you're a little bit different or you've got a bit of an idea there's people trying yeah. to bring you down like yeah and the thing that I love a lot about my mates is they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Dude, you look know? at Kendall. He's like the yeah. perfect example of that yeah. shit too. He don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. He just charges on. Mm. Like, you are right. You know, I love that. Sick. Fuck yeah, Sammy. Fuck yeah, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... I was. I wondered where you guys first met, but I knew that you would have been around during that whole, like, Sammy fucking working in yeah. the bar and working Yeah, that, 10 was, that jobs. was a bit into it, but it was... Yeah, it was through 28 Days, man. Mm. Through music, funnily enough. That's how I got my job at Monster. That's, yeah, it's all through music, really. Mm. That's how I met a lot of people. Did you, like, I guess, like, you would have always just sort of thought that it was going to happen for you, like, right from the start? Mm. Or was there, like, times where you didn't? Oh, fuck Were you ever no. at crossroads where you thought you were just going to fully give it Dude, up? Dude, I'm still fucking at, I'm at the crossroads every day, bro. No, no you're not, bro. No, I'm not. But, um, <laughs> you're a no, fucking lord. No, but like, definitely, man. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. 100%. I've done that many shit gigs. You know, <laughs> so many shit gigs. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm definitely not where I want to be. What What do you reckon, like, when you had that the shittest gig? Mm. Like, what was it that brought you back to it? Because I oh, used to think about the, that a lot. Just the chance of a good gig. Because <laughs> like, yeah. like, a good gig's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And then you have a shit gig. And it's funny, like the time after a good gig or a shit gig, it fucking wears on you. Yeah. Like you, you do an amazing gig, you might not have a gig for a while, and that month you're like, like you, you fucking feel like a legend. And then you go and do the shittest gig ever where I've done gigs, man, where fucking people just turn around and don't even watch. <laughs> like literally. And you're like, fuck, why am I even playing? Yeah. Like, this is horrific, but whatever you know i've tried not to do them anymore yeah um, <laughs> just for my i just try not to do them yeah but yeah yeah yeah. as you as you can as get you but but yeah man and then it's like oh well that was freaking shit well luckily hopefully the next one's good but i mean often in the bands and stuff i don't have those gigs i'm talking yeah. about when i do little side things here and there or i might you know do little corporate gigs or something like that it's 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 very fucking swing and a miss it's very it's very good to do though yeah. because if I just did gigs with Blizz and S I could think I was fucking the man yeah. and then really I go and do my own gig and fucking there's seven people there drinking beers telling me to shut up yeah. you know what I mean so it's like okay a lot of work to be done here well because that's the thing about being an artist is that mm. you're like you're really putting oh, I guess it's the same with this sort of shit I don't really think that much about it <laughs> like you know i you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you sort of just like oh, it's just what i'm doing it is it is yeah yeah but but, but i mean you're really putting yourself out there to be rejected and like oh, at least time. with th- maybe with this it's like if someone doesn't want to listen like i can't see the person like there's probably a person right now that's mm. looking at their computer screen or their phone about to stop this going this dude's a fuckwit but mm. at least i can't <laughs> physically see that person like i'm not on yeah, stage you know yeah yeah, like, yeah you would have to face like legitimate yeah, rejection i've done in that so sense. many shit gigs early on man 100 oh, percent. no yeah. no one's i'm sure there's people man that i've had fucking um like uh big pint glasses i had a pint glass thrown at me once fuck where was yeah, that the 28 days gig we were in um san remo 
and fucking like I just and the dude just yelled out Greenspoon I just saw that <laughs> like through this the thing fucking Carmen and it missed our singer's head and just landed on my kit and smashed everywhere fuck that was probably the worst thing I've had thrown at me Re- yeah well fuck it's makes sense bad. yeah I was yeah. gonna say where do you really go from there like pull apart a fucking table leg or something um that's about it though have you ever seen like a riot or any like massive fights dude at the yeah show? fully when, when I um in my first band before Behind Crimson Eyes we'd play at the Barwon Club in Geelong and Geelong look, was fucking yeah it was rough man yeah. and we'd play with something with numbers I don't know if you know yeah that. dude yeah that was sick we were supporting fuck. them fuck what they had uh, Chase the Chaser that yeah, was a they had some sick yeah, songs that was a fucking long tune. time ago man yep. I was probably 19 and and anyway, we were playing and the whole crowd punched. Like, it started in like a circle and they were swaying and then just the whole crowd punched on and came onto the stage. <laughs> they were punching on on, the, on stage and we just, wow. like, just stopped. Just stopped playing. Just stopped. Like, you kind of play for a bit and you're like, it'll pass. <laughs> it'll pass. It's getting pretty bad. It's getting pretty bad. Oh, fuck, demo stopped. Oh, it's on the stage. Oh, fuck, they're on my drum kit. Oh, I'm out. You know. <laughs> fuck, I'm fucking out. You guys wild. I'm out. Security. Fuck too long. <laughs> fucking going security. Back. Going back to Ballarat. Fuck yeah. you, guys. And they got like one little security guard, you know. Oh, yeah, I've had a few of them, man. Fuck. Yeah, early on. Every now and then you get a scuffle. You know, we stop normally if there's a bad scuffle. Yeah. Fuck, 28 days. We played once in um, Brisbane and this dude got up on the barrier and then he like did the Jesus stance like he put his arms out and went to like kind of stage dive backwards yeah. and the fucking whole crowd moved and he sta- <laughs> stage dived and landed and got knocked out oh. and we're playing and the crowd's like yelling at us going he's fucking knocked out he's out he's out stop <laughs> playing he's out and we're still kind of playing like like stop and Jay's like fuck is that guy alright <laughs> he's fucking he's still unconscious security <laughs> get him yeah we stopped playing like he's just unconscious <gasps> fuck that was wild yeah that's no. yeah man you would have seen some oh, shit oh I've seen some shit dude like I've learnt not to throw my sticks out after gigs yeah that, that right. was one thing what into the crowd mm. what happened there well uh, there was an incident where <laughs> I, I won't say who I was playing with but I threw the sticks out and like I don't know so I reckon this person was stitching me up but they were laying on the ground at the end of the gig and like I came out and, and Jay goes he's fucking out <laughs> I was like looking and the production manager's like that's why you don't fucking throw your sticks out at the end of the gig I was like fuck off like, <laughs> fuck off like I did this yeah you know what I mean but anyway I think there was a scuffle that broke out around it or whatever but Top anyway one. don't do that anymore touch that one see if it oh, I, I, it yeah. seems to have gotten better yeah fucking thing but you know um, anyone at road? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. This is a sure. Sure, you yeah, you need some roads, man. Fuck them off. Is it still yeah. fucking wigging out? What, this top one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think that's the dodgy... There's a dodgy cord. It's not the microphone. Oh, damn. I shouldn't be talking to you, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> They're fucking good microphones. They are. Um, but yeah, I think it's that. that so, so, yes, many a rock and roll stories, my brother. Mm. Many a rock and roll stories along the way. Did you get to do like was there ever a point where like because you're like um you said before like if i just did listen to so shows i just think i was a man yeah was there ever a point where you like early on where you did think you were the man nah i've always been super aware of it yeah yeah, yeah. and i always think about it to be honest yeah like here's the deal i'm not in listeners so i'm their drummer yeah it's their crowd it's their legacy it's their show yeah my victory is having them choose me to play drums for them yeah tell yeah. that story actually that's a fucking dope ass yeah. story well so I mean I met Bliss years ago uh, and I'd done some drum videos and we were having beers and I was sh- 
my mate Kendall was showing him some of the videos. Like, going, fuck, he's going, you should get DK. Third chapter, Kendall is saying you should get DK to play drums for you. Yeah. Right? And Jonathan would look at him and he'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, and then that would be it. And then they had a drummer, a New Zealand guy, who plays in Shapeshifter. And it was the keyboards. He played in a band with the other members. Right? So, anyway, he couldn't do a tour. He did the big day out and then he couldn't do a tour after that because his other band had a gig, so they needed a drummer. So, then... Mate, Kendall calls me. He's like, I think you might be on here. Yeah. That's all he said. I didn't know it was Bliss and S. I didn't really know anything. And then anyway, eventually got on to Jonathan and he wanted me to learn four songs, um, film them and send them through. So I called in Brett Trigg, yep. our mate Triggy, and he yeah, came in and filmed me do four songs. I think they wanted three. I did four. I sent them off and I kind of played them laid back because I thought that, like I heard that SO liked didn't want too much yeah didn't just want some, some light shit. you know didn't want any extra shit so i just kind of played it how easy they ranch played them easy sent them off didn't hear back and i knew i've been around long enough to know that when fucking the band that big comes knocking on your door it's very rare yeah there's not many big bands in australia like that that suit me my person like my plane and whatnot yeah very rare it's probably the number one band i could play it in to be yeah, honest right. like if i could pick one group in all of fucking Australia, there'd be Bliss and SO, right? And 28 Days. I'm talking hip-hop here. Yeah. Right? Like, it would be them. Right, so that opportunity's there. Right, and I've sent the videos and I haven't heard back. Fuck. I've blown it. I'm going to fucking go back in with my GoPro and I'm going to send it. I'm going to do these four songs again, drag my ass in there with my kit for who knows what's going to happen. I sent it. I just played them how I like to play, sent them back off, and... um. I think it was between me and another guy. The other guy didn't even do the videos. And I'd done eight. I was meant to do three, right? So I was like, fuck, this guy's pretty keen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and anyway, I still remember the call. Jonathan called me. He's like, you know, I've watched the I've watched the videos with Macca and we'd love to have you on tour. And it just started, man. It was like practiced for three days and then started their biggest tour ever. We were doing fucking like eight, ten thousand people a night. That was your biggest shows yeah. up until then, right? Oh, dude, I, I went from like 500 capacity kind of venues, you know, like pubs to fucking like River Stage, you know, and uh, the Domain in Sydney, yeah, which is where they have the carols. I remember the Domain specifically. I shitting myself. Rolled yeah, in, how I could, nervous were you? I, well, I, I was, wasn't really nervous. It was more like I was looking at the set list because I was little like we, we hadn't jammed much yeah. like for how big the shows were it was kind of rushed I was looking at the set list going fuck only three more songs to go I've only got three more songs I could fuck up <laughs> come on big boy <laughs> fuck just get your way through this one you can do it daddy <laughs> yeah but then after that like I relaxed into it, and it was, yeah it was easy so you weren't necessarily worried about like your own ability it was just like tr- it fucking was just it up memorizing you know it was memorizing stuff because I had to learn all the songs in a short amount of time, right? I didn't yeah, have long to learn them. Yeah. So that was one thing and there's like 20 songs. And then and then when we went to rehearsal, DJism would pull out gaps in the songs and the boys would rap in the gaps, Yeah. right? So, so then I kind of had to relearn them again with all of the gaps. Oh, because it's not just like... It's not just playing. Like yeah. it stops and then they rap and then it comes back in and there's hard bits where like they pull it out and they rap for fucking four bars and then they drop it in on the one... Back then, I didn't have a click track, so they'd pull it out. And you've and, got to sit there and go, there's 10,000 people two, there, three, and, and you're like, your heart's racing, so you've got to try not to count. You've got to 
count slow kind of yeah knowing that you're going to count fast because of the Fuck. adrenaline and then dropping in on the one so like it was more that kind of shit that yeah. i was like i didn't want to keep playing through when i'm meant to be stopped yeah you know, and everyone super turns noticeable. around and looks at me yeah <laughs> i was like fuck only three more songs come on but what was the feeling like after that stage after oh, that insane yeah you would have been like fucking like, nailed it fuck? i couldn't believe it when i joined that that group man yeah i couldn't believe the hysteria around them like, really we, we would stop at 7-elevens mac would get out for a smoke and fucking there'd be kids in cars with their mum and parents they'd fucking run out of the car and run up and like hug him and cry and shit and like lose their shit and I was like what the fuck this is wild because he's a unique looking dude yeah, too he like he out. looks like him he stands out yeah. like people would lose their shit and like after that Sydney gig I remember some kid jumped the back fence was just like 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 his, at him yeah, yeah. Like, oh, dude I just come off stage like we literally like he jumped the fence like just his, hysteria around does it. he struggle with that shit a little bit at times nah he's he's like he's a chiller he just chills yeah he just chills at home cause Bliss seems to like I haven't Bliss had is, that much to do with him Bliss seems like he's got his head really around the that fame sort of side of it yeah but I, I always wondered whether Macca was like the more reserved pulled back dude yeah Macca's Macca just chills with his wife and his kid yeah you know he just hangs out yeah Macca's like Macca's a daddy you know He's just a fucking legend. Just just a chiller. Jonathan's gets around the you know, people more. Yeah. At, at like, you know, he has more he drinks and shit like that. Where Macca just kinda chills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy when you look at a guy like that and you know that yeah, like, cause that's what you hear about him is he is like pretty pulled back, pretty reserved, but then he can just fucking snap on the mic. And he oh, just bro, thinks he about this craziest yeah. shit. Because he used to drink a lot back in the day. Like before I met him, he drink heaps. Yeah, okay. Uh, he 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 drank a lot, and he writes about it in songs and stuff. Yeah, he's got a song called "Devil on My Shoulder" where he he raps about his his history with alcohol, and it's fucking one of the sickest verses you will ever hear. Yeah, really, really fucking good. Can but, you pull that up? Just yeah, the lyrics man, it's, of that. It's, it's one of It'd be the, cool to read the lyrics, dude. It's like one of this. It's my favorite. Um, verse of his so like that that was he was crazy back so in the read day. the read your favorite verse oh faith marie fuck off. um but now he does he doesn't drink at all you know which is good man because we can just i mean you don't want to be drinking at shows yeah as we you figured know, out uh, yeah <laughs> it's just fucking, you know i mean especially when the shows are hard go like on just have a sip we've only got like yeah. 20 minutes to go the, just their, have a their sip their shows are hard man like I'd, I'd never drink before a show it'd be it'd be a shame for us not to at least have a sip of that each yeah come on i don't know if this is the appropriate time when we're talking about <laughs> oh not drink yeah actually say that <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like what the fuck Devil, Devil <laughs> later, on my shoulder. later 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 no but like so what's your favorite verse here so read that shit okay it's gonna take me a minute that's alright we got time we got time I got a bullet for the devil and that is the truth you won't believe who he is until he's actually you reaching out to anything to use as an excuse when my mother passed all I knew was smashing the booze now my band's on the rise but Vic Bitter got me rude I lose cannon when I'm hammered trying to bicker with my crew a head full of anger got me trapped when I drink 10 years a case a day how's that for a binge fuck yeah I'll keep going. And the yeah. music industry is a constant celebration, cold up, but we don't see the hell we're facing. And the flames only grow once your name's getting known. Now everybody's backstage shit-faced at your show. And I wanted the right route, but no one showed me. If I knew now what I then, I would have blown up the pokies. Anyway, it keeps going. 
give give back the free beer so Max can see clear. I gave it all up and I ain't looked back in three years. It's like five, six years now. And it's the best thing I've ever done. I told the devil run. I blew his head off my shoulder. Now who's the clever cunt? Should I keep going? Fuck yeah. It's long, yeah. They're just a memory, those days of acting crazy. I put them all behind me for my lady and our baby. And under the bridge is where my mother lay in peace. I buried those ashes next to my mother's favorite tree. Surprised I'm alive as I leave her a candle. I'm a work in progress trying to lead by example. That is one of the fucking sickest verses. Yeah. And, and, and it's everything in there is like a fact. You know, I actually asked him how he wrote it because it was so fucking cool. And he, and he just kind of said he had, um, speaking on behalf of him, but he, yeah. he, he said he kind of had all of his dot points yeah. and he just crafted that verse. And basically that's before I knew him, man. I didn't know him when he drank and I know him now as the sober guy and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love that he's like, a lot of people look up to him, you know, that have had, that have drank a lot in the past that are sober now. They look yeah. up to him as kind of like, you know, an example yeah. and, and he is he's a prime example of a guy who used to be loose on the piss case a day and now just sober and kills it and just kill, chills with his missus and his kid it's fucking pretty incredible it's fucking eh? awesome man like when he when we play that song and he raps that shit like I fucking love it yeah I love playing behind that yeah I love does that fire you up fuck, on the yeah, kid yeah man fires me right up I love like but there's so much truth in that verse and yeah. he's putting it all out there you know and I and I don't Which know, man. I, I just think it's fucking cool to, to... For me, it's real cool to be behind someone like that. Yeah. Like, he's he's laying it down and he's true to his word and he's the example of someone who used to drink heaps and now he doesn't. And yeah. it can be done. And I'm the fucking example of it. And I'm sitting behind him playing drums. Like, it's a privilege to be fucking on the stage with him while he's doing that shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's that's why, like, it means a lot to me. Like, their, their music has a lot of depth to it yeah. do you know what I mean it's not just about the money and the hoes and the bitches at all that's yeah. not what they're about like there's actual meaning behind it so it comes back to the hysteria when you see people fucking losing their shit over meeting the boys it's not because they're famous bliss and so it's because of what the content the that they're talking yeah. about like you know he's like someone's fucking person they look up to to get off the piss yeah. do you know what I mean and that's why people lose their shit because they connect with them yeah and a lot of times too I think that people that grow up in an environment where like you're infected by s those kinds of issues mm. that those boys were affected by mm. like it's hard to fucking find good people and mm. good mentors and yeah. when you're at the fucking bottom end of society yeah, and you've got a drinking problem yeah. and you've got a drug problem or whatever yeah. it is that you've got mm. and it's like you don't have the people around you that can fucking sing you that shit mm. in person yeah you know like i know that if i went down that road i've got enough good people around me that would pull me out, pull of, you that. out of it yeah but it's like you know if you're a dude in the fucking eastern suburbs of sydney and you're yeah. super poor and yep. you've fucking got nothing and then you've got that problem mm. and it's like who have you got yeah and it's like you could see how that would fucking yeah. help somebody like, right and, and all of your friends are idiots you know yeah. they're bringing you down or it's a bad environment or trying to keep you down because yeah, that's where they are 100 percent. there's a lot of that and then you have someone like that rapping like that and it's you could fucking literally save someone's life that kind yeah. of shit you know and that's cool man yeah that's what it's all about like that's the shit i want to be involved with i want to be playing drums for those fucking guys you know what i mean the guys that are fucking living examples of fucking dudes who've come through it and are legends yeah you know what i mean doing a good thing for the world man it's no wonder like you're as positive and fired up as you are because it's like 
think about all the energy that you're around mm. like you just get yeah. to fucking ride all the like the waves of like these amazing people that yeah. you've surrounded yourself yeah, it's with crazy and it's not like not to say that you're on people's mm. coattails but mm. it's like you know you're everyone's feeding off this mm. fucking crazy vibe and this crazy energy and it's mm. like you know like you said that you know max will put that stuff out mm. there and then it's like that's so fucking gnarly mm. to like bear so much mm. of yourself oh. but then it's like the reward of that mm. is like once you go so far that way and you fucking put it all on the line mm. what you get back in terms of energy mm. is that is same it's, thing yeah so it's like no wonder you guys are on such a fucking high all yeah. the time it's insane man when when we do tracks like that at shows it's fucking electric mm. like the 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 they're a group who have everyone in the crowd's attention and everyone in the crowd fucking loves them. They're not mm. just kind of there to watch a bit of a gig. They're there. They fucking sing in every word and the place is buzzing. Mm. You know what I mean? We do like a... Jonathan wraps something back at Macker and says he's proud of him for getting getting off the booze and, and that's kind of how we'd wrap up that song and the fucking place would just go berserk for like mm. a minute of like... Ah. You know what I mean? And yeah, um, yeah dude, it's, it's fucking... That's cool. I'm very lucky to, to be able to be around that. Do you take that energy with you back into just daily life? Yeah. You actively try and harness yeah. that shit? Oh, dude, fully. And and there's weird shit that happens, right? So so with B and E, like the thing that I've learned about epic groups, right, is you have say them, there's three very different characters, very different personalities. Super different. Super different personalities. Right, they've all got their strengths. They've all got their quirkiness. When they fucking come together, mm. the energy and the vibe of those three guys is fucking magic. Yeah, and there's there's no real way to explain it. I don't know if it's because they've been doing it for so long and they know how the, each other works. But before we we do gigs, Bliss and Esso get together in the band room like fifteen year old kids. And, and say then I'm gonna see you. Oh, what's up? No, I'm fucking. Yeah. And, you know, and then and they're like two nervous kids who have never done a gig before out the back, going over what they're gonna say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and that, um, like kind of like nervous, anxious energy, translates live to the stage. Like you don't see that. Yeah. I never see that with anyone. Like two dudes at that level getting together. Like little kids, rap, they just rap, care that much. Rap, rapping about ideas, like you do at your first gig, they've still got that energy together. Yeah, and I, st- I just sit back, man. I watch it. And I go, this is fucking sick. Yeah, this is where the magic is, and and this is when they when they get onto stage, they launch it, and the place goes fucking mental. Yeah, and it's because of that initial energy, and then they get on the stage and they're bouncing off each other. Man, I've I've done gigs with them, like at our headline shows, we come out and it's wild from the get go. When when we do shows that aren't our headline gigs like for example we did the F1 once right yeah yep. we came out as the first gig I did with them we, we came out and there might have been like 500 people there like like kind of put your hands up and you know, yeah, a few people put yep, their hands up yep. like, oh fuck that's rough and then I, w- I sit up the back and I watch them work off each other and work the crowd and fucking work for it yeah because right? it's not it's n- they're not fucking frothing as soon as they come out yeah like watching them work the crowd and that's when you know a band wants it and at the end there's two and a half thousand people everyone's hands are in there and the place is going fucking ape shit yeah that's like magic to me watching those two dudes fucking work it and make it happen because you could easily come out and just fuck that up and you have a hundred people at the end of it yeah you know what I mean but it was just it's interesting watching that shit from the back like just watching how they interact and watching the energy and the 
it's just how they walk yeah. can, can work a crowd and whip a crowd up into a frenzy like that. It's well, an extreme talent. Yeah, well, I was going to say that's like a that's a fucking telltale sign of a band that really wants it because you know that that it's not going to be your crowd. Like yeah. you, the F1, it's like who the fuck's going to the F1? Yeah. Like everybody is going yeah. to the F1. Yeah. So it's like... You, they're not singing all the words no they don't know the words nah. they're not gonna get that's not your show mm. and it's like that's a fucking confident band that's a band that yeah. wants it that's a band that believes in themselves yeah man and a talent like that's a yeah. talent that, and that was cool because I'd never I'd never seen it before from from them because they uh, as I said it was always our headline show yeah but like that was the first one I did with them that wasn't and I was like fuck man this is wild wild watching the energy yeah and you just literally see it come from nothing. Fuck, I just see them working off each other. And yeah. And it's like, fuck, this is incredible. We did another one, actually. We did the Big Pineapple Festival and one of my favourite gig moments ever, all right? The fucking, the lights went out. It was raining. It was an out. There's 10,000, 11,000 people there on the hill. It looks sick. The lights go out, all right? And, and we have like a show that we kind of play out and it's kind of similar each night. Yeah. You kind of get into the groove of it. And then we got to this point and the lights are out. It's like, well, fuck, what do we do now? Yeah. I was like, let's let's fucking jam, you know? So it's like myself, the keyboard player, Kazi and the singer, DJ is, and we just start making shit up, rap it. The boys just start dropping verses, freestyle verses, and whip, them, whip the fucking crowd up into a frenzy from nothing. Really? Just freestyle shit. We just literally freestyled it, fucking did a little drum solo. Mac is ripping a verse, Johnny rips a verse. And then they're like, fuck it, let's do party at my place in the dark. So it's one of their party anthems. There's fucking 11,000 people in the rain going ape shit. And, and like, like, just know that you no can see it. No lights. Phone lights out. Like, you know, sh- that's the shit that I love. Yeah. Like when it kind of goes a little bit off wh- where it's meant to go and you just, you, you're relying on the talent that's yeah. around you to come up with something sick to entertain fucking 11,000 people or whatever. And how many bands would walk off the stage at that point? Yeah, or shit themselves, you know. But at that level, you'd expect them to be able to do something. Yeah. But, I mean, for me, it's super fun and just fun watching the talent yeah. that I'm with. You know what I mean? That's a shit that I love. Have you, like, do you think about, like, reflect on those moments a lot? I reflect on them... Nah, not a lot. I reflect on them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely reflect on them a little bit, but not heaps. Because I guess in the moment, like, you still would... You'd feel mid-race right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't feel like... Oh, no, fuck no. No, I'm... um, Yeah, I'm going forward. Yeah. Like, I don't often think about that. Yeah too much yeah I'm but I, saying, fuck what's next I suppose it's like so there's got to be a balance though like yeah. sometimes it is good to think about the shit yeah. that you've done like we were looking at I was trying to show Mick and Andy a photo um because Andy's going to LA so I was like I had a photo on my Instagram like years ago mm. of, in Joshua Tree National Park yeah sick and then so I was trying to find that and on the way I'm like looking at these photos from like 2013 mm. and I was like fuck like I literally forgot that I was have a photo of me in a helicopter sideways and I'm sitting out of it with my camera and then there's Ricky Carmichael being like what up Sick. and like I forgot that photo existed yeah because I'm like it You're doesn't really forward. doesn't really matter You're like always I'm looking forward exactly yeah but it is it's fucking sick when you mm. have that and that's I think maybe that's like one of the reasons I like doing this with people mm. because like it forces people to look back at like these dope ass fucking experiences that they've had yeah fully and again it's like just energy eh? Mm. like you can just carry that shit yeah and it's all about the feeling of that moment too like the energy that's in that moment 
you know what I mean? Yeah. It's good. It's good you, vibes. You can kind of recreate it in a way. Obviously, mm. it's never going to feel as good as it was on stage. Yeah. But like you can see like yeah. in hindsight, you're like... Geez, that's funny that's because sick. you only really have a few moments. I've only really got a few moments I can clearly remember from, from being on stage because it all kind of blurs, blurs in, one. yeah. Are they the, they, they're the main ones? Yeah. There's like, there's a, there's a couple, man. I remember when I was in Behind Crimson Eyes, I just started with them. We played at Pushover. It was like an underage festival. And like, there's one moment I clearly remember, and um, it's when I just started with BC. It's probably the biggest gig I'd ever done at the time. Was maybe 800 people there or something. And I remember seeing two of my buddies coming in the crowd. They were like real big dudes, and they were like fucking. They were like moshing with all these 15 year old kids. They were probably like 18 or something at the time. Yeah. And there's kids fucking running up and launching off their back and stuff. But it was just like just shit like that. Like it, you know. I just remember seeing buddies in the crowd, and it just. You know, it stunt, takes my breath away a little yeah. bit. Yeah. shit like that. Or like sometimes I'll turn around and some, one of my buddies will be watching me and I'll like I'll fucking almost choke up. Yeah. You know, like if I'm doing something sick, it's a sick gig. And I, for example, I turn around, I saw my buddy Andy watching me and we started music together when we were 12. Yeah. You know, I was playing with B&E and I just looked around and I was like, fuck, that's sick. Crazy to come yeah. like that far full circle. Mm. So what's in your future that you can predict? Oh, bro. Well lots of touring couple more beers yeah cu- couple <laughs> more beers well, B&E yeah. school monster um, drum show and we'll just kind of see what happens from there That I mean that shit's definitely happening yeah what is unknown who knows yeah but I mean you know I reckon I could knock this out for another decade maybe the touring and stuff yeah like Zumo's 40 yeah you know, how old are you now I'm 32 yeah you know, I always thought I'll go to 30 then I'll just be a fucking town planner you know i'll just settle down be a town planner and fucking plan some towns and have a missus and some kids and wear some fucking iron williams or something or whatever you do when you're in your 30s when you're 18 you know yeah dude how crazy is that you get to like because i'm 31 and i'm just like i still feel like i've done literally nothing yeah i still feel like i'm a child yeah i'm like 20 yeah fuck i better get my shit together um you know i can just see going i'll probably just keep doing it forever Mm. and it'll just kind of morph into something different yeah you know i'll end up playing fuck who knows bliss and s will probably be playing forever so 28 days mate we're playing with fucking the hoodoo gurus and shit in, in march that'll be hoodoo sick. gurus 28 days and maybe eskimo joe or something so yeah, like they've right. kind of pushed on to the next you know well they did they have oh what did the state of origin in perth they fucking did the pre-game for state of origin 28 days year. no uh oh. eskimo joe yeah like so yeah, there's a lot of those older rock bands are kind of pushed through and they're like the classic bands now yeah it's kind of what 28's doing which is fucking epic yeah i wonder if we'll have like a big full circle moment where like that shit just comes heavy Dude, it kind back of happens in. like last year we did the hotter than hell festival and it was like us body jar Fuck, body uh, jar's got some tunes Prince too Spoon were on, a, on yeah. one like area seven it was fucking uh, killing Heidi like Dude. all the bands from the early 2000s fucking like three four thousand people at a gig who's that yeah, yeah, yeah um, Spider Dude. Bay yes you know but outside all around me they're massive man massive yeah. gigs you know fuck yeah. dude I want I want a fucking that festival yeah like what you just said yeah I want that festival yeah. we want we want Body Jar 28 Days Gyroscope Gyroscope fucking Frenzel. Gyroscope Frenzel Rom um Dude, how I want 
I want Friends of Rom, whoever wrote the Abbo Henry song. Yeah. Because, like, we've had Abbo on the podcast. I don't even know if he knows he's got a song written about him. Really? Actually, I texted him the other day. Yeah. Because a bunch of people messaged me about him on one day. And yeah. I was like, fuck, I'm going to text the cunt, see if he replies to me. Yeah. And, like, two seconds later, sent me a message. But I've, I should send him that Friends of Rom song. Because I would have no idea if he even knows it exists. I, um... I don't know if I told you this on the last podcast, but I can't remember. When I was like, when I was like, when I was like fifteen, my buddies found a phone at the big day out, and it had all these numbers in it. it had all the friends, what? all friends or Rom's numbers, and uh, I used to call Gordy their drummer, and I would call myself Dinger. Uh, and, uh, and I'd be like, oh, Gordy, it's Dinger, mate. You fucking owe me money, mate. I'm coming to get my money. I was like, kid. You yeah. know, we'd all gather around. It was a big classic. And then fucking one day they called us back and, and it was my mates. They, they got my mates' uh, address and they're like, oh, yeah, we know where you're at. You're at the bar. And we all just shut ourselves and that was <laughs> it. Drop the fucking that, phone. We're like, oh, fuck, they're coming. You know, oh. like kids. And then um, they dedicated a song to Dinger yeah. on their live DVD called Can't Can't. At the big day out, they gave out my mate's number because we called him off. Um, it wasn't private by mistake once, right? And they like, hey, this guy, this this guy Dinger's been giving our drummer Gordy a hard time. Everyone fucking give him a call and hassle him. So my buddy's phone is blowing up during the wow. big day out. And then the live DVD comes comes out and like this song goes out to Dinger and like, fuck, we made it, man. We're on the friends all DVD. But the funny thing is, like, I'm. I know Gordy I was going to say you have friends I'm friends yeah. He was meant to come in And do some drum covers uh, Recently And he actually doesn't know That I'm Dinger So I fucking don't know How this is gonna, I don't know how that, That's going to fucking go down But For real? Yeah Like I just Halfway through that story I was like Oh fuck He doesn't know I'm Dinger I hope he still likes me Oh that's but, a fucking Mate I'll have to Send him that bit of the clip And let him know yeah, we'll, we'll turn that into a clip Dinger is me And you, uh, you're welcome For a drum cover Free of charge Anytime you want Just <laughs> Don't bash me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan Dinger Kirby. Mate. I fucking love it. Love it, man. We made it happen. You are Thanks welcome. Thanks for having me back. You are welcome in that chair. Uh, you were tripping after it. You felt really bad. I could yeah, tell. I was, dude. I didn't want to pull it. Yeah. I, I was like, fuck, I've wasted your time. What a bastard. No. But no, I, I, got I gave it two minutes. I got minutes nothing but love for you. Yeah, that so likewise, you could, brother. You could never let me down. Likewise, well, maybe we'll release it. Saying, who knows? We'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll let the let the we'll people, let the know people what I'm decide. Like. If people, if people, because then I'm alright, and then see what, where we go from there. Yeah, because we've had Dan on one podcast and Dinger on the other. <laughs> 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 oh, right, right, let's go get some food. Yeah, let's do it. Legend, you, thanks for having me, brother. You're the man. Cheers, bro. Fuck Bye. yes. Belter. Oh, keep that on. I'm gonna get a photo of you real quick.